Hey, this is uh, magic artist Eric Deschamps, and you're listening to Seven Land Hand. It's Seven Land Hand! Woo-hoo! Brought to you by Good Games. The rivals of Ixland Drug Rehab Facility has arrived. You hadn't heard? Well, Blazing Hope is in attendance, with Cleansing Ray providing therapy. Midnight munchies are sourced through the famished paladin, but if all goes wrong, and the residents need to hit the club, Martyr of Dusk will be there as your designated driver. And that's just the white cards. And this is Sevenland Hand. Woo! That's me just adding. Do you have a blue cards paragraph down, sir? Um, Don't think he got that far. um, (laughs) Give me an hour and a half. Uh, Put a pair of playmats between them, and they may be rivals. However, put a microphone in front of them, and they're all of Ixalan. Fresh (laughs) from an actual store championship victory. Aaron Graham. I supposed to do a fake store championship victory. No, I've never won opposed a fake. to losing. Oh, I was opposed to losing in the after getting... coming ninth in another <laughs> game day. Actually, I, the... I actually there was some serious shade going on. Yeah. Like, wow, all this... the, the, we we know we know the paradigm usually goes. Everybody ignores you and just goes, "Now nah, Aaron won't do any good." Then you get to with a glimmer of hope, and people in the crowd start to go, Ooh, Ooh. "Could Aaron win this one?" Mm. And then you immediately follow that with yeah. losing, I like horribly and upsetting everybody. Yeah, like jumped I sneak, on the sneak team into Aaron. the top eight of some tournament, and I'm like, "Made the top eight, guys, feeling pretty good." I yeah. lost <laughs> immediately afterwards before everyone Text even flowing from a yeah. far off shore. Well, yeah. Anyway, a, a man who studies his magic so intensely, he was once given a draft beer. He immediately took one sip and passed the rest to his left. It is Anthony Lee. That was a clever line. That's a good one. Clever. Oh, do you know what? Like that. that is the first joke written by Travis. No. Wow. 12-year-old Travis well wrote done. that joke for the podcast. Yeah, that's, Travis. That's very good. He's yeah. already designed a lot of cards that we've reviewed. I don't yeah. know if you've seen... Yeah, oh, was, yeah, you, you heard about Loss of Knowledge, he which was is getting the, rundown the on one blue-blue instant mm. all non-land spells cost two more to cast. Too strong, we thought, for standard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, anyway, welcome, well, welcome, Anthony. This is your first time, first time on in uh, you know fifty-eight years of us doing this podcast. Yeah, I think you've been on some like time. extraneous media that we've done. Like, I think you did a intro pack oh, battle yes. with with Paul that, Jackson. That, that, was, that, that was incredibly lame. <laughs> oh no, that was good. I was just I, thinking I, we should I do that to again. That. We're, we're like, hey, get an intro pack, a ten-dollar budget, build the best deck you can. And Anthony's like, I'm going to buy four pack rats and add them yeah. to this black deck. And we're like, oh. <laughs> That's mm, not exciting. That's, that's fun. <laughs> we should do that again, though, but play around with the rules. There's got to be a good way of doing that. Yeah. Like, um, yes. ramp, up, ramp up your play. I think nowadays is not something so egregiously egregiously powerful as Packrat. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not so egregiously powerful as Packrat. So, like, you'd be harder pressed to just make such a huge impact with only four cards. So yeah. now you might actually. No, I mean, I lost because Paul, Paul knew that I would do that. So he spent all his $10 <laughs> on cards that kill Packrat. So. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Very clever. Yeah. Anyway, guys, what have you been? Uh, you been up to? I suppose in your life of, of geek, Anthony, if you want to chuck in a few things, or Aaron, what, what's uh, been geeky in the last month? What's been geeky for me? I've been playing Breath of the Wild. Is that got on the Nintendo on the Nintendo Switch? <laughs> uh, it's funny when he says that. It's like it's a it's a legitimate console. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it is. Uh, no, it's, uh, no, really. Anyway, yeah. it's been a lot of fun. I just finished the expansion pass, and uh, it's one of those yeah. games where. You uh, you complete the storyline, and it's really not the point of the game. This, so you finish the storyline, oh, it's kind of a, a letdown, and you're like, oh, I should have just left that till the very, very last when I've collected all the stuff and discovered all the things. So the mission, the main scenario isn't, mm-hmm. you finish that, and it's not really anything. And it, and it just kind of, it, it ends, and like the storyline wraps up in a nice, neat little package, but... 
It'd then, be good if they told you that, because otherwise that's yeah. quite a neat little thing to do, because then you can just play it merrily for a, a quite mm. a long while, and you just go, oh, there's a story that's, you know, tootling along. Yeah. But most of, most games these days, you kind of want to know the whole story, mm-hmm. and then you'll play on on the buzz of, it, of finishing it, the story, Exactly, right? yeah. So so I was trying to delay that for as long as possible, and I was, like, pretty kitted out, and I was like, it's my time, finished it, and I was like, nah, now I'm never going to want to play this again. Because it was so late. Because it was end. so, well, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to defend it, but it was pretty, like, was there any gardening in it? Just shit, no gardening in this one. Chopping right? a big shiny monster that was going around, but like because I was so well, leveled up, they didn't level him up alongside me, and so oh, it was pretty they? easy That's to kill him. The monster, silly. Yeah. Um, and uh, been playing a lot of board games. A lot of board games. Oh yeah, hot tips. Hot tips. Oh no, <laughs> Caverna Cave versus Cave, which oh, yeah, so I described to David that. as a mix between one of my favourite um, quilt games and one of my favourite. <laughs> Farming games, and he has been making fun of the themes of the different board games I play. What? Oh, sorry, I was. Yeah, I didn't know. I mean, if your job is to sell board games, and you know, you're like, this is my quilt. Here's my favorite quilt game. Yeah, yeah. We just need we just need some knitting needles and some wool, and leave the board games alone. I think. Yeah, that's the sequel to to Patchwork. Leave the board games alone. Leave the board games. <laughs> Four games are not for you by um, Uwe, Uwe Rosenberg. Uh, C- Caverna is actually this really, really huge, like $170 game. So many components, you can mm. do anything. You're dwarves living in a cave and you've got to mine the whatevers. But this is like a two player version. Yeah, so kind of like Seven Wonders small, Duel yeah, yeah. to um, Seven Wonders. And uh, I've just been playing that against Jess. And, and it's there's a lot going on with not very much components. And, and um, you can kind of see all different ways that you'd approach the strategy, but there's only, like, 20 tiles to choose from. Okay. But, yeah, it's actually really impressive. I'm and really have you been it. keeping stats on this? I have been keeping stats. This with... is the new sensation that we're all doing. Yeah. I don't know if you're on, bo- on board with this, Anthony, but... Have, have um, Zach and Zoe talked to you about tracking their board game stats? Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, BG How's, stats. How are your board game app. stats going? You winning the Lies Dice and the Catan? You've been playing Catan? Uh, we didn't finish our game of Catan. Mm-hmm. And we just popped out the pieces, which was very satisfying. And then <laughs> did you? Yeah, well, you can I, put I, that I in the stats. Oh, you can. Yeah. I want something. If she complained about. Oh, guillotine! Yes, just winning right. guillotine yeah, yeah, over yeah. and over. He gets yeah. very furious. Uh, I've seen Aaron like argue till he's blue in the face about stats and oh, how they. No, that was bad. Who's, that who's was won very and all that sort of stuff. But BG stats. It, it does cost, doesn't it? It's like $4.43 four bucks, yeah, or something weird. Something. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's kind of cool. And it makes you play more board games. Yeah. Which I've been like just thirsty. Like anytime there's a, a gap in time, I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, let's play a board game. We'll be able to put our stats in. Yeah. <laughs> People love stats, yeah. Absolutely. yeah like, and I just really love... Um, now, I've been doing it for a year now, and I've got like 600... Plays. Yeah. 600 something plays in there. And it's weird to just go back and look at... You're like when did I play this? And you kind of go in the stats and you're like, oh yeah, we went over that guy's house and he just had it like in his cupboard and we just like <laughs> yeah. played it. And it's like, it's it's really cool to be able to just look back on it's like that. And some people track their magic uh, yes. games like this yeah. and, and stuff as well, oh, um, which might be a good way to have a look at stats. Like you could put different board games in as different magic decks and you could see um, right. when, or, or different players as different magic decks. And then you could see their stats uh, yes. as they were played against each other in a very easy to input kind of yeah, form. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I love just looking at the silly pie charts and it's, stuff. It's very it's cool. Like you, you start to type in the, the name of the game, then you can search board game geek. It'll go and find it for you. Come back yeah. with the actual game and the picture and make, it all beautiful and that sort of stuff mm. although i do think like with the plays like you were saying oh wow like 20 plays and you've only had it six days it's like yeah but like 18 of those are one night ultimate well yeah you know, exactly. like a zillion plays of these 10 minute games and yeah then, uh, like i've played 600 like 
what I would call like game sessions, and oh, okay. 120 of those have been just liars dice, which yeah. have ranged from two player to like 11 player, but mostly four or five player, which takes like 10, 15 minutes. Yeah, uh, and then a b- bunch of ult- one night ultimate werewolves. Got any weekend geek yet, Anthony? Anything coming to mind? Tell us about oh, yeah. some of um, what you've been doing on the Pro Tour the last couple of years. Yeah. Uh, anything specific? Uh, which which ones you played and your your best results? I guess for the last couple of years, I played Shadows of Innistrad. I was invited to test with my team, but wasn't qualified. Give us some Elders glitz Moon. and glamour. Where was yeah, Pro yeah. Tour? How excited Shadows of Innistrad. Shadows of Innistrad was... was in Madrid. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the first PT I had with uh, Team MTG Mint Card. Cool. It was pretty sweet. Also, my first time in Europe. Mm-hmm. It was nice. Uh, that one was with... Yeah, we've got Avacyn in the background. Yeah. yeah. She was all over the place. They, they, they yeah. put Avacyn on... Literally every surface they could, as they should. It's great. Uh, Anthony has renamed. It's not going to be the Angel Allison. It's going to be Avison Bree. Avison Bree. That's good. That's I like that. Already making an impact on the pod. Yeah, (laughs) it's me. Yeah. Small Um, small adjustments. um, After Shadows of Innistrad, Eldritch Moon. Eldritch Moon was in Sydney, so I wasn't qualified, but uh, Minguji asked me to go and test, so Mm -hmm. I did. Uh, so Team MTG Mint Card are like a pretty big. Um, where are they? Where are they based? I, I forget. Is it who's the? No, I, I think we're specifically no. the one team that's spread out the most. Over mm-hmm. So we have half half uh, Asia Pacific players and half European players. And this is like a team of just Pro Tour players that band together for the for the new team structure they've got of the Pro Tour. Uh, right? No, that's that's separate. So oh, the Pro, the pro Tour team series is a thing that Wizards has for the Pro Tour. Mm-hmm. And how many how many people are there in that team? Uh, I think we're 15. 15? 14 or 15 players. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that but, usual for a team, uh, team yeah, size? Yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty normal. I think it might be on the slightly larger size. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, does, how does that number come about? Is it, you know, like, is there a particular reason for like, how many people you get into a tournament or uh, who's qualified? Not really, most no, it's of... just a number that uh, the captain felt comfortable with, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's no, there's no science to it. You think after all of this, they'd be going, yeah, 15 is the right amount. 16 is yeah. one yeah. too many. <laughs> one too many. 14, you don't have enough people to play. To. I'd have thought it would have been an even number because then you could play against each other when you were testing. There's always going to be that one guy sitting in the corner going, no one to play test But against. something you'll often see Anthony do is he, he watches far more magic than he actually plays. This so is you true. need uh, actually multiples of three. So you have two people playing yeah. and one person looking over their shoulder being like... And we all know who that is. <laughs> Symphony. Yeah, that's why they get him in there. Go, yeah. oh, I, I, look, we've got 14 players on our team, but we haven't got anyone to stand behind me and look at what I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> Anthony, could you? You're like, I'll be there no, for you. Right. No, I'll, be there. I'll be your guy. Um, so so you flew over to, to Sydney for Eldritch Moon, and then what, what after uh, that? What was after Eldritch Moon? Um, you want a PP to queue somewhere, and you queued for... Um, Kaladesh. Kaladesh? Or no, Kaladesh was the one I missed. Was Kaladesh I missed. Then Ether Revolt was the one that I went to I qualified for that from GP Kuala Lumpur oh yeah Um, Yeah. Anthony uh, (laughs) we've often spoken about my great 24th place at GP KL by Anthony Lee top 8 top 8ed in the same competition as you in the same one and you didn't knock him out no, so he did better than you. At Definitely. Oh, yeah. There's no. To, there's no doubt. We did were, you want me to cut this bit out? No, no. We, <laughs> we felt like we were like one level up, like beating the mirror, and then we saw what Anthony was playing. And we're like, Nah, he's so good. He's yeah, got a sweet deck. It was so. It was so good. And I, we we'd all finish our match early, and then run to wherever Anthony was playing to see what his like secret tech was. Yeah. And it pushed him all the way to the top eight, and then uh, and then a pro tour invite yeah. with the top eight. So sh- shout out to Man- Manny from uh, Indianapolis. So it was kind of like the opposite of uh, what Manny was doing in terms of <laughs> he was playing a deck that everyone was keen to see, where Manny played a, a deck that we were all going. Yeah, he played like Team of Miracle Grow, the Good Games Magic Championship top eight, and he immediately lost. The 
then he's like, oh, well, I'm going to go see PAX. See ya. Because like, it's oh, Minneapolis. Okay. Okay. Who's I left? have to say that if you want to see PAX, then playing Team of Miracle Grow is probably it's a, great, a, great a great way to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was interrupting your, um, uh, your walkthrough oh, history there. Oh, yeah. So with GPKL, um, I remember. So it was the Blue White Flash deck that Aaron's mm-hmm. probably talked about. But I splashed mm-hmm. Sunken Hollow for Scrap Heap Scrounger. And my teammate Andrea Mangucci was very sure that I should not do this and spent an entire night berating me for doing so. <laughs> and, you know, during round three, you know, he sent a message, uh, I think you're making a mistake, Antonio, don't do this. And, you know, then, like, you know, the next day I get a message, I'm 12 on Andrea, so, you know, who was right about the sucker? <laughs> yeah. um, Nothing sweeter than revenge. Yeah, so that, that, that was good. Uh, so that qualified me for Pro Tour Ether Revolt in Dublin. Which is when uh, Team MTG Mint Card. Uh, did you go? Card did you go to Dublin? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know you'd been to that one. Right. That was a really good PT because that's where the whole MTG Band Card thing started. Which is like a sub team of MTG Mint Card because Anthony yeah. shuffles his deck so yeah. vigorously that the cards so, are like little yeah. arcs. Um, the because, because <laughs> for the Proto Team series we have to be divided into groups of six. So the original plan was to have Team MTG Mint Card and Team MTG Near Mint. But when uh, I qualified for the PT and they decided to have me on one of those teams, uh, they decided I couldn't, in good conscience, wear a shirt that said Near Mint. My cards are literally just. Just mangled. Yeah. So they made an MTG bent card and a logo is uh, a hand like bending a card. Just like, yeah. In, like, in yeah. A tip of the, to the tip of the hat to that, I believe that the uh, the booster which we'll give away tonight as a prize, we are going to bend into a U-shape. Yeah. Oh. Uh, the, the official uh, Anthony Lee touch of magic, literally. Yeah, uh, yeah so... Um, Armaket? Yeah, I uh, did not play. So it was like every second PTI mm-hmm. I, I, I went to, basically. But you were so, already on the team, so you're like... I already stayed t- on the team and kept testing with yeah. players online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so have you got one coming up then? There's like a, uh, no, I'm going? still preparing for Bilbao, and I'll probably end up playing in Proto 25th Anniversary, and I'm not sure about Dominaria. I guess we'll see whether I win an RPDQ or Top 4 GP or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. yeah. Exciting times. Mm. Feels like just getting back to regular geek stuff seems like a bit of a letdown. Yeah, no. So mm. he's been oh, all over the all in, over the world. In um, just like pop culture stuff, uh, I understand you fi- finally caught up with the Dave Chappelle. Uh, I have. Recent uh, two. I, I didn't watch the the second one. Uh, oh, which that's the one where it goes like, deep. Which, oh, really? Yeah, Goodness yeah, yeah. me! Because like know. I was watching it with with Jess, and and at the end of it, I was just like, "Whoa, this is grim." Yeah. Is he going to end on this? And he just ended on a ten minute rant about. Um, about where the world's going and 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 America under Trump and all this kind of thing, and I was mm. like, "Whoa, this is this is grim." And he just like ends it with this silly punchline, and I was just like, "Wow, goodness me!" And then another one started, and I was like, "That's not a silly punchline. You just don't want to say it." Well, well <laughs> anyway, I'm along. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's silly out of context, I guess, yeah, which yeah. is the whole point. It'd be of bad the if we just came yeah. out of it now. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but then the second, and I was like so taken aback by it and so impressed with with this thing. And then the second one started, which you which you'd mentioned to me, but I've forgotten. And it was like a treat. I got another fifty minutes. I know. Special I didn't know that top. was coming either. Oh my goodness! It was yeah. great. I was worried there'd be no more content. But honestly, by the time he finishes, it feels like he's just gonna, like I said to you today, it feels like he's gonna set everything on fire and just walk off stage, and that's it. Yeah. He's, done. Uh-huh. he's just like, going, hey, no, I don't know if I can if I can do this. You know. He's just, just saying halfway through the set, he's like, I don't know if I want to do comedy anymore. Yeah, because because I'm be- so good. Yeah, but he sort of says that to yeah, like to, counterpoint. Yeah, yeah it's, oh, it's just genius. It's I, really, I hope, really great. I hope we don't lose him, but in the same respect, if he's being legit about how he's feeling, then mm. yeah, Maybe you should, should go, yeah, go and enjoy your life, man. Yeah. You've, we've had our treats. He's mm-hmm. been hilarious. Fair, fair. Yeah, he's 
I really enjoyed it. And we went through that scared stage where we thought he'd come back from oblivion and just insulted I women, mean, yeah. women and the gay community. But it's, yeah. it was fine. It was fine. Yeah. It's close. We lost a lot of heroes of late. No longer heroes. Yeah, goodness me. Uh, just pretty no, much anyone no. male in Hollywood that you've ever liked is. Well, yeah, but I, I, like it's a. Let's maybe not get super into this, but like oh, it's, yeah. a, it's a byproduct of the the culture that that already existed there, and that people could get away with it for so long, and we're used to what Hollywood looks like. That we're yeah. shocked now, but it's all. But it's been that way since the seventies, the eighties, right? So now that it's, we're shining a big light on it, hopefully. It, it will change in the future, but that's just how it's been, and everyone yeah, yeah. just accepted it, which is really the worst bit of it all. Hey, well, the obvious weekend geek is that it's Rivals for Excellent pre-release <gasps> this weekend. Oh, I, don't, I haven't even seen any of the. So cards. we've got to talk quickly, chaps, so we can Not get really. this back out onto the internet, so that people can learn from before your... they go to the pre-release. Yeah, so they can listen to this on the way to the pre-release and go, "Nah, that's what I'm going to do. Ah. I'm going to build my seal deck. Ah. I'm going to use that card that Anthony was talking about because mm. he's looked over the shoulders of many people playing Rivals of Ixland <laughs> yeah. already. already. Yeah, oh, no, yeah. No, no, Somehow. That's, that's, not <laughs> that's not true. No, that would be very illegal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he hasn't, he hasn't done that at all. All right, well, um, yeah, let's, should we, we should get into it. Yeah, let's go. All right, let's do that. Advert. Every month, Good Games are offering our listeners a special offer and a chance to win the game that we review. This Ooh. month, it's Photosynthesis. Oh, such rays. Cleansing. So cleansing, rays. In January, and while stocks last, Good Games are giving Seven Land Hand listeners 10% off Photosynthesis. All you have to do is throw acorns into your local Good Games mm-hmm. store whilst making an entrance through the Jupiter. Juniper Fronds. The Juniper Fronds. Find a copy of Photosynthesis on the shelves, clearly marked by a seven-land hand sign, and state the password, Let there be light! What's that from? That's a reference to something, isn't I, it? I don't know. Is I that don't from know. the Bible or something? Nah. Is it? Nah, it's... Uh, it's um, oh, yeah, it is the Bible. Yeah, it's God. Yeah, God. So God, it's a said God, quote. God said it. Yeah. Um, horticulturally speaking, Let there be light! That's my God voice. Do you think that's what God sounds like? Uh, it's, well, it's a woman, so... I, <laughs> I thought God can sound like whoever. Yeah, it sounds, it's just, like, yeah. It sounds, like, sounds like me. Uh, it's time for Listener Questions. Oh, let's get some lyrics and questions on. Ugh. That's, that, that works. That works. It works. <laughs> that was a stretch. It works. Listener Questions. Oh, time for some listener lyrics and questions. Lyrics and questions. And we've got Anthony here to answer most of these for us. There's no need He's for us to think too hard. Far more of an expert than, than either of us. So um, let's go with some hard-hitting listener questions. Lyrics and questions. Chris Watson says, Merfolk is a great modern deck and always will be. That's more of a statement than a, than a question. A yeah. he, has a, he has a follow-up question. What are your thoughts? See, I would like to say that Merfolk are never going to be in a strong deck because they're Merfolk. Yep. Thematically, mm-hmm. it's garbage. I, imagine, like, you get started in Magic and people are like, what sort of decks are, like, the best decks of all time? And everyone's like, Merfolk decks? Yep. Mm-hmm. And people be like, I don't want to play that game. Like, like, what, like Ariel from Little Mermaid? And yeah, that would <laughs> yeah, if I they feel were like all mer-ladies. Right, what do you got? Mermaids. How do you feel about Merfolk, Anthony? I don't think there's any appeal to the deck. Like, I think if you want to win... Yeah, it's definitely not the choice. And if you want to have fun, you're basically just—I feel like when you play Merfolk, you're playing like one of those learn-to-play decks where you just have creatures with power and toughness and mm-hmm. you don't do anything else. Hey, so, you can sacrifice, uh, but you can sacrifice Curse Catcher to counter a spell. Yeah, I mean, the other day I was—I I, I was listening to some guy playing Storm saying he played against Merfolk and managed to get ahead of his opponent's Curse Catchers, and I was like, with what, like a basic island? With, yeah, he literally played a land. <laughs> So what would be the like top two cards that would drag you into a Merfolk deck early and in, in a, a game limited? 
Uh, and a game of limited. Limited. Oh, sorry. Like in modern there's, drafting. There's a, oh, in drafting. drafting. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know if there are any cards that would specifically draw me toward Merfolk. So nothing. Yeah. Take, Although this was specifically in the context that, of Christmas. modern where the deck really has oh, no, just do, yeah. no redeeming features whatsoever. So I forgot that part of his question because I didn't get to read it. Ah, uh, I see. Uh, okay, uh, next question is from Jamie Lawrence, and uh, maybe this one's not directed at Anthony Lee. He says, Unstable is clearly the greatest magic set ever produced. Also a statement. Yeah. Given that, do you believe Wizards... A, will make more unsets, and B, is using sets like this to test new mechanics for the main game and new methods of printing. I would like to say, Jamie, you should listen to the podcast a little bit more because we have actually answered these questions last podcast. Yes, we so definitely did. take that, Jamie Lawrence, whoever um, you might be. Uh, yeah, whoever he is. Um, I think yes to both of these things. Um, the unsets were... The, sorry, Unstable was incredibly popular 15 years yeah. after the last yeah. one came out, uh, and... They have stated that they already have rules for contraptions in Constructed, so it's like they wanted some sub-deck kind of mechanic and they were testing it out to see how it worked mechanically in the, in the unset. And honestly, Unstable was a bit more uh, mechanical than I thought, than it was jokes, if you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, there was a million and one mechanics. Yeah. And that's why I just backed straight out of it. I started going, oh, this would be great. And then I was out straight yeah. away. I've and, been looking forward to it all year. And I was telling, um, uh, telling people about it. Uh, I was like, oh, it's like a joke set. But then you open a booster pack and you're like, there are so there is so much going on mm. um, that it's, it's kind of a bit over the top. And so maybe it's taken the place of something like conspiracy or time spiral where they can mess with the rules of magic a lot more and not worry about the consequences for whatever legacy that conspiracy stuff is is legal in Uh, Mm. and then they can muck around with the like full border stuff um and uh yeah like you've you've read something that said that they're they're um trying this out for blackboarded magic have you probably something like that (laughs) yeah you any thoughts on unstable i don't know i enjoyed it that's Mm. about it Mm-hmm. That's what it's meant to be enjoyable. Yeah, that's what we thought. Yeah. What do you think of the like contraptions, like mechanic? You had some strong opinions about uh, it when we were talking I think about it. That contraptions were designed to create more variants, uh, like have uh, a random experience in the draft. But I think it's very abusable and limited because if you just take two, they're just overpowered cards, basically. Mm-hmm. So I think if you go against the intended design. Then kind of like cas- Cascade, where they were like, oh, yes. it'll just be random. You'll flip random cards yes, from the top of your deck. Yeah, but if you use deck. it to like Cascade into Hypergenesis or something, which is not what Wizards intended yeah. to do with cards, <laughs> then it, it's too good. Yeah, so I think contraptions strange. are like that, but I don't think it's a problem inherent to contraptions. Mm-hmm. You know, they could just have... Like, they didn't develop the set that much for competitive play, obviously, because that's not mm-hmm. the point, so... You know, that's fine. So, like, having repeatable effects over and over and over again will be mitigated by the fact that you have this 15-card sub-deck. And I think the rules uh, yeah, for construct- constructed it makes more sense because it's a 15-card singleton deck. I think it's only broken and limited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. Clayton Lynn. Will Ramen Up Red be no longer be... <laughs> be? Will Ramen Up Red be no longer be the best aggro deck in standard? Will it be no longer be... be. I think that presupposes a lot of things, doesn't it? I mean, it, it, it's assuming that Ramming That Red is the best aggro deck, which assumes <laughs> that it's an aggro deck, which I think is not necessarily true. I think it's a lot more of a mid-range deck that leans aggressively. And it also assumes that it's the best one, which I also don't know is true. Mm. So, so, Clayton, word your qu- question correctly, I think, is the message there. But what, on the general vibe of it, is Ramming Up Red going to be a heavy hitter in upcoming standard tournaments? Or is it on the wane? I think it's very difficult to 
predict that kind of thing. But I would say I don't see a compelling reason for the deck to get much worse. Mm-hmm. I think the deck is generally good uh, against most decks that are not uh, energy-based mid-range decks. Mm. And um, uh, I, mean, I, I think that there'll be more decks that aren't those decks coming up in standard. So maybe red gets a little better because of that. Um, it's just got that like kind of resilient, like, which is why it's more of a mid-range deck. It's got yes. that weird resilience that you can just grind out with Hazard. It's a lot with the red deck, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, I, if it gets worse, it might be that the energy decks get something good against it, or that the mono black deck gets much better, which I think gets some tools in this set. Yeah, so you mm. think mono black aggro? Um, I think that's got the best deck tools. at being an aggressive deck. Mm-hmm. So, like purely like one drops and turn them sideways and no yes, real late because, game because because the red deck is not good at defending. So if you're faster than the red deck, then you beat them most of the time. Which is why the mono black deck is good, I think, because it can beat the mono red deck. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a new one drop in Rivals for Excellence. It's a two. It's a two one. It's a two one for one. Yes. Is it a two vampire? No, it's or a human pirate. Human pirate. I was going to say pirates seem to have got a bit of a bump. A bit of this. an aggro kind well, of bump here. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe we'll get to that uh, a little bit in a little bit later. Uh, Idris, jeez, man, what a name! Idris Geraint Thomas. <laughs> got the last one, Mister Thomas. How much? Oh, all that effort. Uh, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck was Anthony Lee? I have no experience or qualifications in lumbering. I'm sorry. Yeah, Aiden Grant, what do you think is the top five best cards in the new set? Ooh, there, topical. In for uh, in in, in what in what format? Yeah. Uh, in what description is it the best art? Is it the best execution of flavor? Um, yeah, that's what everyone wants. In there. What are the top five flavor text cards? Just top five cards. Um, the first ones that come what are you playing? alphabetically You're playing in white, I assume, right? The the top, top five. The, the literal top five oh, when yeah. you like sort it in the visual spoiler. The top five are a bunch of white cards that start with A, B, and C. Yeah, uh, there seem to be gold cards. Looking at the thing. Oh, that's on mythic spoiler. So oh, okay. let's go cycles. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the top top five cards are the first alphabetical white cards with collectors number one through five. Standard picks. Top, standard picks. Top five standard picks. Have you seen any cards in this that are going to be a build arounds for new decks, going to be uh, strong inclusions for existing decks? I mean, obviously there's no energy coming out anymore, yep. mm-hmm. making Kaladesh still a strong buy. But um, yeah, anything that's jumped out at you? Uh, I think Rekindling Phoenix is the card that I think has the most potential to be played in more than one deck. Which yeah. is uh, two, two red, red, four, three flying, and when it dies, you make a zero, one elemental token yeah and then at the, it which has at the beginning of your upkeep sacrifice this and put rekindling phoenix from your graveyard back into play Ooh, so really? it's just a four through it just keeps coming back over and over again um was uh the the, the morph phoenix did that get a that did yes, get a was, bit of play good, didn't it was, good. it was quite good yeah, yeah. Uh, reminds me a lot of that and um the, it, this requires two cards from them almost to deal with it anyway or a card and a planeswalker activation um, just to be able to deal with it. Or you can just chump block it with World of Virtuoso tokens. And Phoenix has haste when it comes back in as well. Oh, it's so haste know, when it comes back in. You're not even going to lose a turn. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, God. I think that card I is very similar to Bristling Hydra. So, I mean, that's a pretty good comparison. You have two kill spells, you can probably kill a Hydra most of the time. Same is this the sort of card that's going to get thrown into getting uh, decks like Ramen Up Red? You know, where it's like a, the, I like think, the glory I think, that's, I think that's the only red deck where it doesn't fit. Because mm. it has Hazaret as its four. I mean, when you, when you play, Hazaret kind of stops you from playing other four drops. Oh, okay. Um, because you want your curve to be low to be able to enable Hazaret. But yeah. I think so it like can attack, yeah. Team mm-hmm. or maybe other new decks with red can play the Phoenix. So this will go in maybe your, your, oh no, I was going to say your black red pirate deck, that sort of thing. Uh, possibly. I mean, like, uh, black, black red 
Pirates has a lot of random stuff that you can yeah. use, like Rowdy Crew. It's probably better than Rowdy Crew in a in a pirate deck. I mean, um, it depends what you what you want to be doing, but like it could go in the teamer. I'm going to teamer decks if Bristling Hydra falls out of favor. I, I, I assume mean, maybe right? you can play both. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. you can replace Hydra with it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to put it in my straight in my zero one elemental deck. Is what I'm going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Not what they were planning. Another uh, person going against what Wizards intended. It's just oh, like, did I... my elemental tribal deck. I've got to kill my phoenix to get that elemental into play. I've got to kill it all. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a 0-1 elemental deck. Is it related to like people's merfolk decks? The 0-1 drop merfolk deck? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Mm. Zachary Xiao, who I always butcher his surname. Sorry, Zach. Uh, despite being full of pirates, why doesn't Ixalan have any parrots? They're all on Reddit. You can't see the parrots because they're all on, the parrots are all on Reddit. Oh, I see. Yeah, they're they're re- repeating uh, things that they've heard from other silly sources. Ah, there you go, topical you, yeah. commentary on you, you, Reddit even, slash r slash spikes. Are you going that's one you. step deeper and saying Zach might have got that question off of Reddit? Um, that's quite possible. Uh, also possible. Yeah, it's oh. it's a common sentiment uh, yeah. from from people really? that I've heard. That there's I, not enough parrots on it. So that that's a I, no. It is that, that's like one of those silly memes that goes around on Reddit, and then everyone's like, "Oh, there's no pirates and uh, parrots," and then you're like, "Where did you get this from?" And it's just because it's like the most upvoted comment on Reddit that day. Or whatever. <laughs> I, didn't um, know, I honestly didn't know that. Um, there is a griffin in blue white, I think, that looks quite like oh, yeah, half, a parrot. Is a parrot, head. Oh, parrot yeah. head and lion body. There you go then. Yeah, yeah. So half so you got, a parrot. You got your parrot. <laughs> yeah, you got to look for your flyers. Is where yeah. you're going to find your parrots. Chris Petresca, how can I refinance my mortgage so I have more money for magic? Yeah, so you... Well, I didn't have any lumbering experience, and I don't have any financial advice either. So, <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine you'd go to your bank and say, "Can I refinance my mortgage so I could have more money?" And yeah. then say, "Oh, what are you going to use that money for?" And you go, "Nothing." No, yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm you, just want to have it. Or if you uh, you know, go with a nothing approach, or just or just lie and say I'm going to buy something really important, which is going to be food generating for my family. No, no, that's no good because that's not going to get you money, get you or, money keep, yeah. or have you any any worth or any value. So mm-hmm. I would a car, say, which no. will help me get to work. Oh yes, yeah. 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 So you know, this is how the whole you know housing problem <laughs> happens, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you could just say I'm just going to go buy some sweet. Uh, masterpieces from a friend of local game store mm. and uh, sink thousands into that, wait for a few years and then sell them at 25% of the price I bought them for. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, Chris, I think uh, don't, don't, there's no need to do that. You can do. You can buy smart. You don't need to buy a $2,000 commander deck to impress your friends with. But if that is a priority for you, then maybe you should rethink your priorities. Oh, <laughs> I don't because know. like standard is affordable and modern is affordable once you've already bought in. Yeah, you don't. Standard is very affordable. Modern is not affordable. Like if you want to pick one deck and and do it, then it. Uh, yeah, I guess like the the original buy in is, but you can't. You can, you've seen people like just play the same deck for like two years, two three years, and they only had to buy in one time. Or a standard is like constantly shifting and there's new I th- cards I think in modern you do have to buy new decks though because your deck often gets hated out or just hit by a ban unrelated to the actual deck sure yeah in which case and, you have to get a new deck mm-hmm. energy decks can be holding their value quite well <laughs> energy cards well, yeah, that not, deck is really affordable that, you can buy the best deck in standard for less than $100 that's ridiculous yeah it's like, it's so it's the cheapest yeah. in memory that it's ever been the, what, the what, what tier cups, one 
What did Cubs go for? Cubs are like 50 cents. Really? Everything yeah. in the deck is like a common or uncommon. Yeah. Ro- ro- rogue Refiner, Well of Virtuoso, Cub, uh, you know, Aether Hubs, Attune. Everything is common Commons common, and yeah. uncommons. Oh, that's good, right? That's going to be good great. for the hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even Bristling Hydra, which is like generally a four of in, in the decks, is still like two it's, or three dollars. It's, it's, it's an intro pack rare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <so>. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, oh, here's, a, here's a, uh, a well-known name. Fen French. Hey. When isn't it Tony's birthday? Is that a reference to something? That's just like playing Assuming Things with the Raminette Red being the best aggro deck. The friend is assuming the red day is on which it is not my birthday. Oh, (laughs) I don't think he can assume. Wow, that's that's really interesting. It was just a really, really long Long labor. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I have never met Anthony's mother, so... Perhaps it was a great, great, great tribulation. She's apparently. worn out. <laughs> She's just sitting at home, still sleeping it off. <laughs> uh, Twenty twenty-five years later. Is there, is there a story behind that, that Fen French question? I think there was, but I don't remember it. I don't remember it either. I feel yeah. like that's an old reference. It's, it must be very old. I've completely forgotten. Mm. Like there's one guy I always boo, and I don't remember why. Because <laughs> he pushed over an old lady. I just made that up. Oh. There was there was an actual reason I started booing him, and then at some point I decided it was because he had pushed over an old lady. Oh yeah, so I don't yeah. remember the original reason. Yeah, there isn't a single night market lookout question in this. Whole I'm surprised. Night. It's Deadly amazing. Surprised, I bet yeah. you on the video stream though, when we check in on that, it'll be NML crazy. Yeah, as we like to say. <laughs> oh, the pod. There's a uh, name now. Denby Adams. Now. Uh, should ascending be a trigger? I don't know why that. Why why would it need to be a trigger? Uh, I think for. They've templated it un- unlike anything else before, which I think is what he's talking about. There's no precedent for it. So, like, um, Ascend can be on permanence or it can be on spells. And so spells check whether you have... Uh, sorry, Ascend is... Um, uh, yeah. If you control 10 or more permanence, you get the city's blessing for the rest of the game. And then which there is- are- and that's that has an effect on cards. Has an effect. So, that. like, there's Dust Charger, which is a three-three uh, that has Ascend. As long as you have the City's Blessing, it gets plus two, plus two. Um, now, th- this is weird because, like, Dust Charger, while we have it out, is a three-three that's constantly checking the game state to see whether you have um, ten permanents. Yeah. Um, as opposed to the Instance and Sorceries, which only check when you play them. But hang on, if if you get Ascend. You mm-hmm. get the city's blessing token, and, and then it's done, and nothing can ever take it away. Exactly, and yeah. then so all the cards that come in aren't checking; for, they're just checking if you got that token. Yeah, aren't uh-huh. they? so you're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he, he's saying it's weird because he thinks that it should be a trigger. Is in like I play, I play an ascend a thing. Uh, and then I can, in response, kill a bunch of your permanents so you don't get the city's blessing and then you don't get it for the rest of the game. But, like, oh, I, I also don't see... It doesn't work on spells in. Like, yeah. like, I, don't think there's a, I don't think you can make it a trigger and have it work within the rules without making it very unwieldy. Yeah. So I think that it was for simplicity that it would work on both permanents and spells, that it's just kind of like spells check when you cast a spell and other things are checking constantly. But I think as soon as we play it, mm-hmm. play with it and, and get the feeling of... Oh, I'm building up to City's Blessing. This thing's checking if I have City's Blessing. I have City's Blessing now. And then when you play a spell, it checks. It's going to make very intuitive sense. I, I th- yeah, I, th- I think the, it's very intuitive. It's just when it's relevant, you mm-hmm. see if you have it. And if you do, then that's... Yeah, so, mm-hmm. like- 10 seems like a lot. It includes lands. Includes yeah. lands, yeah. So there you go. So you get like five lands and a whole bunch of vampire tokens going. And yep. it seems achievable. It seems you- like the easiest way to do it in Limited, which is things like Queen's Commission and Paladin of the Bloodstained, which both come in with two permanents mm. off one card. Uh, mm. So, yeah, and, and things like Cutlass and, and random 
non-creature permanents you've got lying around Rekindling well. Phoenix for, you know, my 0-1 elemental deck <laughs> yeah. when I've got yeah. like 10, 10 elementals. There's always one permanent yeah, at least. Yeah, that's why that card's really good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Um, um, but yeah, so keep your eye out for things that make multiple permanents. Um, I know, I was going to say maybe that's a, a conversation for later, but we're in it now. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, what what decks are making, helping you get to the Ascend? Um, in limited or standard? Could, well, I suppose you're going to be playing for limited this weekend, aren't okay. we? So. Yeah, uh, limited, I guess, yeah, stuff that makes multiple tokens. Um, Blue is the best enablers, but uh, so it has Prosperous Pirates in Ixalan and Aquatic Incursion in Rivals. That's mm-hmm. which are, makes you go merfolk. Um, yes. Yeah, and also the pirates that just make multiple treasures when they do stuff. Oh, so yeah, treasures yeah. count as your permanents yeah. as well. Um, and then there's a lot of... Cool payoffs for ascend, but I think in limited it's more like a, a like a like a time bomb when you hit ascend or not. Like it's very you you can just not make a couple attacks where they could trade mm. a creature if you've got a couple of send cards in your hand. Because I think then, it's it's already like common consensus is that it's these ascend cards aren't build arounds. You aren't getting the ascend cards and going oh let's make this happen. Mm-hmm. It's more like is this card going to be doing something that's of value and hey if i get the ascend as well that's mm. going to be that's going to be a, a bonus right yeah. um, is that the general general idea at the stage i think so there's there's one which is stuck out to me which is one blue blue sorcery draw two cards ascend if you have the city's blessing draw three cards instead oh, yeah. and you can just see that like in constructed you don't care about putting more permanence into play you don't whatever you just want the game to go long when you cast your first one, you're going to draw two cards generally. Mm. And then when you draw it later in the game, you're just going to draw three cards. And it's just by virtue of you playing a game that goes long and you have ten lands or, or whatever out. Mm. Um, whereas in limited, it's going to be more like choosing not to attack or block so you don't lose creatures so that you build up to your ascend so that you can win. That seems awkward because if the ascend cards are supposed to be a good late game, mm-hmm. I would try to get there by trading my creatures with theirs. So that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Yeah. To, to to like have more lands in play to trigger your well, your city's blessing. Well, yeah, but like to live to get to the point where you can cast your send cards, you want to trade your creatures, right? Like send cards are late game. Cards. Yeah, like, but um, mm. if if you could attack with a two one into a two two early, you just might not because you want to keep your. Am I, if I'm not, am I just not attacking and not blocking? Um. Maybe your opponent's de-incentivized from doing that as well. Like, like I don't know. I was just yeah. thinking about what, what it would make me change um, in my play, and I don't think that there's going to be yeah, much, honestly. I think that's honestly. a fundamental tension that makes me not really want to play those cards. So, yeah. Or uh-huh. at least not consider it as, like... I mean, obviously, if the card is just good and then also has a send as a bonus, like mm-hmm. the blue-white griffin, then that's fine. Yep. I think if you need a send for the card to be good, it probably sucks. Yeah, okay. And it's, it's, I was thinking about that in terms of like your stereotypical control deck as well. Mm-hmm. It usually tends to just like, you, yeah, it gets card advantage because you get drawing cards, but you're throwing, uh, you're using a lot of spells to negate your opponent's threats, mm-hmm. right? So you don't really build up a, a strong board presence either. Uh, so that's, having... okay, that's okay because there are a bunch of spells that actually do that. So there's Baffling End in the new set and there's Cast Out in. Uh, Amonkhet, so those which are removal spells that have permanence, like yeah. enchantments that have stuff attached yeah. to them. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, baffling. Um, baffling end is a very interesting card. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So which I, would I, be in the yeah. top five cards because that I think is the first card in the white. Yeah. Alphabet. <laughs> it is very early on. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, uh, along with Blazing Hope and uh, Aaron Graham, uh, Chris Jorgensen. Uh, has uh, given us a uh, a gif, which is Homer asking, "Is it about my cube?" No, 
It's never about your cube. Never about your cube. Oh, okay. It's about my cube. I said, well, Chris, I know we talked a long time on Denby's question, but uh, I think I believe your question has been answered. Uh, all right. Well, that was that was uh, Buster Booster. Um, I guess what we do now is we uh, we blob, and uh, we'll choose a winner out of that, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll come back Buster Booster, a Rick's Booster, and one of these guys that you just heard shall win it. Woo! Yeah, all of value, all of the rekindling phoenixes. <laughs> Wow, Buster Rickster for the first time ever with Anthony mumbling in the background. That's what we've all tuned in for. Look at this. Totally different sound to every other set we've ever Yeah, actually, yeah. They're actually making the packages out of a... No, I don't know. Out of a a, a sun... What's the, That's what's the tutu with vigilance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Traveling philosopher with vigilance. Right. Sun Sentinel. Yeah. Sun Sentinel. All right, let's jump into it. This is our first one. Ooh. Here we go. First card. <clears throat> Exciting times. And we will bend these cards. We'll get Anthony to bend these cards, Anthony Lee style. Very easy. So <laughs> yeah. to, add, to add value. Spirewinder is a three and a blue for a two, three creature, which is a snake. Ooh, with wings. Hmm. Oh, and the, of course it's got wings because it's flying and it has an ascend, uh, which is a spire winder gets plus one, plus one, as long as you have the city's blessing. Is this f- four for a two, three flying? Four for a two, yeah. three with flying. And it yeah. becomes a three, four flying if you have city's blessing. Uh, how do you feel about four mana, two, threes with flying? Probably okay in the four mana. I think it was yeah. pretty important. Mm-hmm. Four mana, two, three is pretty it's strong, like, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's, 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 all, it's all right. Yeah. yeah. I like super good value. It's like fine. Mm-hmm. Like mid. And in, and in blue, mm. you're looking white, you'd, yeah. And so are we, are we practically, do you, do you think for all intents and purposes, ignoring Ascend on most of these cards and yeah. making sure that the front half yes. is okay? And That's, then the Ascend is just gravy? Uh, it's a very small gravy. It's like, you know, like the gravy you get in KFC potato and gravy. That's not really banned. Not really gravy. There's not very much. There's way more potato than there is gravy. Okay, that's how I remember it. I think that I think that's it because the majority. I don't know, making. I think you keep talking about gravy. <laughs> yeah, it's salty and brown. Uh, you'd be happy. Uh, just salty brown. Uh, don't worry about the gravy. Mm. No, no, I was saying with the with the with the ascend cards, you say eighty percent of the time you're going to be playing it without the ascend, right? Mm-hmm. So you've got to be happy with eighty percent of the time or whatever the percentage yeah. is, right? Yeah, and and like a, a four mana two three flying that like really late game will be a three four flying is pretty. Schmick. Yeah, I mean, that, I think that's the good thing about these sort of cards is they have the opportunity to level up later on in games. So yeah. it makes them not as Maybe your send is better on this kind of card because uh, I think in a flyer strategy, you often don't trade permanents as much. So mm-hmm. you play like defensive creatures. Yep. Play the, the 05 wall, 04. 04, 04 wall. Makes wall, a treasure like when it dies. Or whatever yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, they're talking about walls. So, so I'll tell you the next card. Uh, a Razka Raptor. A Razka Raptor. Two and two reds. Four mana for a three-four dinosaur, and that's it. Just a bunch of flavor text. This should have been our preview card for the set. Just yeah. like wow, yeah, a three-four, three-four uh, for four. The the three-four reach grazing whiptail in Ixalan was pretty playable. You you like we said evasion was pretty pretty important. Yes. So you needed to be able to deal with with random mm. flyers like sky much bloodletter or whatever. This <clears> is real mediocre. I but mediocre is it's kind of that solid sort of thing, isn't it? Where it's gonna it's gonna crush a lot of, of creatures that you guys that your opponents have got. And the four toughness is going to keep it alive for quite a bit of time. So it can be reasonably a, a workhorse. It's just so mi- middling. Like, yeah. um, at, at four, Absolutely. Yeah. Middling's perfect for yeah. this. But. Um, like you have Thrash of Raptors at four, which is so much more impressive than that. And it's actually like aggressive. You're going to punch mm. a bunch of damage through, just comparing it to a four-drop dinosaur from Ixalan. But do you think this will see 
much limited play, it's going to be an easy cut. Mm. I think 3-4 is bigger in Rivals than it is in Ixalan. Mm-hmm. Maybe the card is better than it looks. Mm. I imagine this is the sort of card that you'll, you'll draft in the last two or three picks. No, I think earlier than that. Earlier? Yeah. Earlier. yeah. Mm. And, and, you'll, and you'll find that you're filling holes if you go looking for creatures. This guy will, will do a job for you, right? Are you talking about like, like, a, like a critical power and toughness that you can see broadly yeah, in the three, set? Three, three, four is quite big in the set. Yeah. Mm. Uh, moment of triumph. Uh, one white. Uh, for an instant, for one mana, you get target creature gets plus two, plus two until end of turn, and you gain two life. Hmm. There's a few black-white cards that trigger off you gaining life, like you can do something yeah. with them when you gain yes, life. I think this card is actually so-so in this, because mm-hmm. those creatures are usually small enough that plus two, plus two does not beat most sizing mm-hmm. uh, matches. So yep. I think this card is... The game life rider is small. Yeah, um, but the plus two plus two for one man has been pretty playable over the last couple of years. Like in aggressive sets, like like in, in Ixalan and Armanket, like if you had a trick and they didn't, you would generally be very Incomplex, ahead in that yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we always talk about life gain in this way as being incidental life gain. So the, I suppose it's front and back end, isn't it? Is, is the plus two plus two enough with for one mana? Generally, you two life, and then you're happy with that. Bottom line, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so was yeah, it was there one that gave plus two plus two in in excellent? There wasn't, was there? No, no there was the indestructible. Yeah, yes. oh, they usually like red cards, aren't they? They always like they have the not usually plus two plus two. Usually just toughness. Uh, yeah, yeah, or yeah, like try the plus three plus sort of one or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hardy veteran uh, one and a green for a two two. So a two mana two two. Woo! He's a human warrior. Humans. There is a few humans knocking around, but just across colors, there's like about yeah. one or two in each color. I think that it's just it... their generic like creature type for this country. That they yeah. don't want to be tribal. That they do not yeah, want to, to be this... supplemented in the tribal. Yeah. So, what was yeah. that? What was the other one that we were talking about the other day where there was like a uh, like never a tribal theme for it, but they're always just knocking around. They're like um, not assassins or something. Like rogues. Like rogues. Rogue, yeah, rogue rogues tribal. Always, yeah. Because rogues are always around, but yeah. they just never get their moment in the sun. Uh, sorry, I mean, anyway. they shouldn't be in the sun. They shouldn't be in the sun. Perfect. <laughs> there, yeah, you go. there you go. <laughs> so, <laughs> question solved. Uh, so Hardy Veteran is Human Warrior, two for a two-two. As long as it's your turn, Hardy Veteran gets plus zero, plus two. This card's like... I feel like if you had seen this card <laughs> a few years ago at Common, you would have been like, wow. Like, two-mana two-twos used to be like your bread and butter and your limited decks. Like, you play Grizzly Bears and Glory mm. Seekers in your core set decks, but this is like a... Attacking as a two four, like it's, it's it pretty sounds good. Yeah, I suppose it is. I was, I was going to say it sounds like if you're blocking on your turn, here's a guy you need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm. But yeah, how does, it, how does this one shape up, Anthony? What's going on with this card? Uh, I think it's probably one of the better <clears throat> green commons. But if I draft this card, I probably don't want to be in a green deck because I don't think having an evasive attacker makes a ton of sense in a lot, with a lot of the green cards. Like a lot of the better green cards are like large dinosaurs and. Like mm. an attacking two drop doesn't really fit well into that so I think this is maybe more like a white card than a green card so, so how, how like if it thing goes in green white decks yeah yep. I don't really mm. want it in like or maybe a green red deck that's aggressive I don't think I want to be a base green deck if I have this card in my deck I don't want to have 10 forest in my deck mm. so how does this work is this just to attract a, a high power blocker towards knocking this guy out because otherwise it's just sort of you swing in with a 2-4, with a you want it to survive, they're not going to... I think, block I think, it with I think a, this is an aggressive card. Mm-hmm. It is an aggressive card, yeah. Because yeah. it's a 2-2 that doesn't trade for other 2-2s or even 3-2s, yeah. um, which people will be playing at 2 and 3 mana. So you're going to get 2 or 3 attacks in with this 
if you played on turn two uh, with with impunity. And then if you mix it in with one of your combat tricks or something, it's easy to kill a thing that's much larger than True. it. True, yeah, yeah. Which de-incentivizes you from blocking. So you just take about, two damage over and over and over Yeah, again. I was going to ask about someone swings in this into uh, a creature with a, with, uh, a three three sitting there waiting to block. It's like, yeah, you always think yeah, if you've like, got oh, mana uh, untapped. Yeah, thinking, exactly. Yeah, I see mm-hmm. what you mean, yeah. But it doesn't really tell you anything because you attack no matter what, right? Because your 2-2 isn't going to block your 3-3. Three, three. So you have to attack with the 2-2. Yeah, because three, it's three, a 2-2 two, two when they attack you with a 3. Oh, so you always have you to always bluff. Attack, right? Yeah, you always, attack. always have to oh, bluff. It's not, yeah. oh, it's not a bluff because there's no cost of doing it, right? Like a bluff uh, involves you having to give something up. It, like, you could... Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, oh, this one's a spooky picture. Thanks, Neil Ham. Oh, I didn't pick it as a Nils Ham picture because there's not as many... I thought they fired him because squiggles. we kept making fun of his artwork. Because he's grey he's gray texter right now. Yeah. No, it has... Because he hasn't used much gray scribbling. You're saying in this you one. wanted you were, you were struggling to get even like a two minute two to the preview card, but now you have enough weight to get an artist fire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, we, we, we definitely go on either side. Like it's Travis because... works for Wizards of the Coast, and then also mm-hmm. we're just like, "Hey, Wizards, please notice us," and they just ignore that tweet. <laughs> but we are the ideas nucleus. We've come up with like, a myriad of yeah, um, myriad ideas, ideas for yeah. them. Uh, Way before they got printed. Vampire Revenant, which is literally looks like a whale farting out of the ocean and it's just caught... <laughs> fi- I shouldn't describe the art. Vampire Revenant is uh, four mana, three in a black for a 3-1. Creature, Vampire Spirit. He's got flying. Hmm. So you can get three in the air for four mana. Did that zombie one in Arrow of Devastation have any abilities apart from flying and being Tired a zombie? Yeah. So it was just just a three one flying. Yes. Was was that playable in that format? I can't remember. I don't so think. Carrion Feeder was a fine cover black, but basically unplayable. So uh, ah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, that's why I didn't really see play. Mm-hmm. This um, one's going to see play on that because of the evasion, isn't it? It's like if there's no other flyers, you're hitting in the air for three. And also like vampire synergy. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I guess. Um, but there, just just on a on a scan of the set, there is lots of stuff that incidentally. Do, deals one damage to every creature. Oh, right, yeah. Uh, in the dinosaurs' decks, there are ways to trigger your enrage, and it's also good good ways to kill uh, tokens. And I think this is just going to get randomly sniped off by stuff like that. By like, accident. By accident, almost, yeah. yeah. Anthony, how do you feel about Vampire Revenant? It's a fine card, but I think I don't want to take black cards. So. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. That's a big call already, wiping out black cards, so mm. I'll just... Oh, no. Yeah, that's, that's, that's just an early guess. Like, maybe if two weeks in, I'll decide that black is the best color. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. just by looking at the spoiler, I think black looks... 9th really of January, black, unplayable. <laughs> 11th of January. I, I, oh, just, yeah. I changed my mind very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 11th of January, it's back in. It's popular. <laughs> um, knight of the Stampede, three and a green for a 2-4. Uh, it's a human knight, uh, again, with the humans. Just dinosaur spells you cast cost two less to cast. Isn't this a... That's quite strong. I think it's a powerful card. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know how many... I mean, it depends a lot on how the format is, but if that card is worth two cards, that's a pretty good deal. I mean, mm-hmm. mm. like, two, like two lands being in play, you mean? Yeah, no, I mean, if it, if, if it's, even if it's worth just one. Mm-hmm. Like, if it's one land and a 2-4, which is a pretty good blocker mm-hmm. going by the sizes in the set, I would be happy to play that card. Yep. Um, very it's, limiting, though. But, it's, it, yeah, it's very interesting because then you have to have a glut of six. What, you want sixes and sevens in your deck no, to really... Because okay. uh, if, if it's just like worth one mana and it blocks, then that's a fine. Because that's so you can mm-hmm. cast. You're looking at more like casting two cards then uh, instead of having... Yeah, yeah that's, where, the, that's yeah. where a huge power in this comes from, which is two cost reductions on two five fives or yeah. whatever on turn six. Um, but... This reminds me a lot of Naga Vitalist in Hour of Devastation, which you could exert to tap for two mana. Yeah. And it was just so important to green ramp decks in that, in that format. Oasis Ritualist. Oasis Ritualist, yeah. sorry. Yeah. 
Um, okay. What did I say? Naga Vitalist? Yeah, that was the two mana. Yeah. Um, this one, maybe, like, at common, maybe it's a linchpin of these kind of dinosaur ramp decks. Maybe it's... Could see it being good. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Uh, Water Knot is one and two blue for a common enchantment aura. Enchant creature. When Water Knot enters the battlefield, tap enchanted creature. Enchanted creature doesn't untap during its controller's untap step. This is two and a blue. Uh, one, one, two. Blue. Oh, one blue, blue. Oh, it's yeah, claustrophobia. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, yeah, that's good. This, is all, this has typically been a pretty good effect in limited. This card has usually been a first pickable card, but I think in Ixlan it's probably slightly worse because there's more bounce effects in this uh, new disenchant effects in this set. So maybe it's a little bit worse. Always I, more, I could still see first picking. Always seeing more cards like this and exile cards than just plain up. It used to be if I used to feel like removal was more killy and deathy. Now it's more like, just shut it down. There's, it's more, still there's more ways to get around removal now. Which mm, I think yeah. is better than there's more counterplay. Yeah, in, yeah in, interesting play rather than just kill target thing. Like, Doomblade and Lightning Bolt are common in all the core set things. Um, but this is... Um, there's actually quite a lot of removal at common, which makes me think that the set's going to be more interesting and there's a bit more counterplay. Yeah. Um, so uh, does, this, does this make enchantment removal higher in your picks? Stuff, uh, cards like possibly this. Possibly if there's more cards like that that I would want to kill. Yeah, yeah. there's the, the white common pacifism cost that costs three. Bonds, yeah, yeah is, um, is very good as well. And that's like probably going to be first pickable as well. It's probably like a very high pick. And if you have a disenchant against that, that's, you know. Well, so crazy, good. So. Yeah. How are we feeling about artifacts these days? Because we've got one coming up. You know how we always used to laugh at artifacts and yeah, then they became very important? <laughs> we're still I don't even one. know which one it is. I'm pretty sure it's bad. It's, yeah. not, it's not Pirate's Cutlass. So they haven't, they haven't gonna, come it's either Gleaming Barrier or Traveler's Amulet, right? It's Gleaming Barrier. The two <laughs> colorless mana. It's a 0-4 Defender. It's a wall. Uh, when Gleaming Barrier dies, create a colorless treasure artifact token counts towards your ascend oh with oh, well it just nah, replaces, it replaces itself, yeah. itself yeah. <laughs> uh with uh tap this tap and sacrifice this artifact add one mana of any color to your mana pool that's okay mm. it's very uninspiring isn't it's it very it's basically a white blue card mm-hmm. yeah um it's yeah fine. so you so you like uh the deck that didn't really exist in ixalan which was the blue white flyers evasion non-tribal deck if there's okay. some sort of... That deck that exists, it was good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it took... Like, it didn't come together all that often. Right, yeah. And maybe they've seeded more stuff like uh, the the snake flying thing and the white common... The one white, white, two, three flyer. Sure. Exultant Sky Marcher. Yeah. <laughs> he already knows all the card names he's going to yeah. beat me at, at Flavor Text later. I fe- Ooh, I'm maybe. feeling it in my bones. <laughs> um, maybe, this, maybe this card's really good in that. Yeah, because you just you just gum up the ground and you just kill them with really two three flies. It's, it's a card that fits the role. Y- yeah, it's it's play, yeah. you want to gum up the ground and hit them with silly flies. No, I have values as a magic player. I, play <laughs> I will not be playing. What was the other artifact, Anthony? Oh no, Traveler's Amulet. <laughs> ah, Strider Harness. Okay, well that uh, one's even worse. <laughs> three colors for an artifact equipment. Equipped creature gets plus one plus one. It costs you one to equip it. It also has haste. This is a reprint. It's been terrible the previous two times they printed it. Mm. So it might be like Cobbled Wings, but it was terrible the first two times they printed it and pretty good in the third one. I think this is not like Cobbled Wings because I'm pretty sure it would still be terrible. You're and spending the flavor text is bad as well. Like, the flavor text is bad. It, yeah. Because the giant, implacable death lizard, because the giant, Implac- implacable death lizard wasn't scary enough already. Oh, because the reference to the crappy flavor text on Carnage Tyrant, which is the death lizard they're talking oh. about. and. I don't know. And then you put stri- a Strider harness on it to it. give yeah. it a haste. The flavor text just sucks. Everything about this card. <laughs> it's not that good. How would you, how do you even make this work? Because you'd spend four mana. 
So, so, so you would, so you would pay the, three, get it out there, then you would play a card, spend an extra mana, the and shtick is that every creature pump. you play from now on has kicker one. This gets plus one, plus one in haste. But mm. it, like, it so rarely works out like that. This is going to go on so many people's decks, and they're going to be like, man, I had Strider Hunters out and everything, and I just couldn't win. But it's because you spent <laughs> one of your cards just doing this, which doesn't really do all that much for yeah. you. And then when you play your four drop, instead of playing a four yeah, you, drop, you, you, you play have a to have one extra mana, so you're not curving out. Yeah, it's yeah. just, it's, it's very awkward. Mm. The um, artwork is. Silly as well. I've already backed everything, including the flavor text, and now you're going to have a goddamn artist as well. Uh, Jungle Born Pioneer. It's it's a merfolk lady against the wall. She's a merfolk scout holding out her hands, like, please help me. Uh, That's that's, that's appropriate given the the rules text. Yeah. Uh, Two and a green for a 2 2. Merfolk scout. When Jungle Born Pioneer enters the battlefield, create a 1 1 blue merfolk creature token with hexproof. There's a lot of these 1 1. Hexproof tokens. Oh, this is a uh, ascend enabler. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, when, pretty... when she enters the battlefield, you I mean, it's like three, three power, three toughness. power, three toughness stats for for three mana, but it's pretty lame. Hexproof token gonna be yeah. difficult to get rid of. Yeah, but like, what are they gonna do with it? They just have it. Add a block, chump your chum block your, your yeah. four four. <laughs> yeah. That's what's gonna happen, isn't it? Well, one pro player told me he thinks it's the best green common in the set. This one. I don't know. Really? Yeah, I don't know. It's very interesting. It seems so much worse than like Tashana's Wayfinder or, or something like that. pretty bad. I don't know. I think mm. I like this more than that. Because mm. I know it's like if I cast this, I know I have a 1 1 Merfolk Hexproof. I can build my deck around that. Tashana's Wayfinder is maybe a. Oh, sure. It's more just like a vague value play. Yeah, I don't yeah. really like that card that much. Mm. There's a lot going on in the in the artwork for this card as well. I feel, <laughs> I feel like it should be a well, story you, spotlight. You, you, you described that, you know, she's raising a hand asking for help and she brings a token. Come help her, like. Oh, yeah. and there is there is a guy in the background as well yeah, who looks merfolk. Come help, yeah, and he's got a flower above him, which I imagine means hexproof. But most merfolk are actually hexproof because they are too bad to be worth targeting. <laughs> oh yeah, so you don't even put them in your decks, so and no one can ever do anything. That is to honestly yeah. the best way to make sure they're not targeted. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, our first uncommon is Sky Marcher Aspirant. Uh, it's one white for a. Oh, here we go. You were talking about this, weren't you? It's one white mana for a two-one with ascend. And Sky Marcher Aspirant has flying as long as you have the city's blessing. Is this the a grasp at trying to make a one drop worthwhile playing, say seventh round? Because you've got like a two one flyer. Yeah, like that's why you generally didn't play one one flyers for one. Because if you drew them on turn six or seven, they'd just be garbage, like the worst thing on the mm. board. Uh, and this will be. How dare you say that about Fairy Miscreant? Still not great. Uh, yeah, I think it depends on the format. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't know about this card. Otherwise, mm. it's just a it's just a one mana card that's going to be able to take down a two drop that they cast, and it's going to be ready to do it. And the, and that's not that's not the worst. That like generally, like two power one mana creatures are like as all right as most random two drops but you can see the quality of the two drops is is bigger there's lots of two drops mm. that also de-incentivize blocking from this um so it's, it's, say, like yeah, anthony you... said it's going to depend how the format shakes up if you want a one mana two one this is going to be insane um, <laughs> yeah. but uh, that's like saying if you want a one mana two one that's called sky march or aspirant this then is your it's card. very good <laughs> and if you don't want those things then it's bad, it's bad. yeah but yeah if the if the two mana two twos with varying uh, other abilities are going to be of value. You just keep swinging in with this guy because you don't want to lose it to this guy, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to take him down. I don't, I don't know if I would 
use that as a metric because I mean, if it's yeah. worth a trade, your opponent would do it. But I think in general, one drops. No one's wanting to trade their two yeah. mana two two for a sky match. Sometimes you gotta though. Yeah. You just gotta do I it. I think this is contingent on two drops being good because there's no point to playing one drops if you don't also play a two drop after that. Otherwise, you could just play the two drop, right? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That's good. Lo- that's good. It's good logic. And it's also that same sort of logic <laughs> as like the death touch thinking, isn't it? As well, if if someone's gonna start swinging into you for this, knowing that you're not gonna block and lose your two mana two two, which you feel like it's a bit better. They're just going to keep doing it every single round until you decide, ah, what the hell, I'll just kill it with and, and lose my creature anyway or trade. So you might as well get it over early, right? It's like yeah, the, the and death I, touch I saw Zoe lose a, a match in the in the top eight of some thing once where she just refused to block this death touch creature because she was just like, I'm not trading a four-mana creature for it. I'm not trading a four-mana creature for it. And she just kept going and she was like, I have to block. And then they like too did late. some, yeah, it's too late. It's like you already took mm-hmm. six damage from that thing. Oh, uh, I think our second uncommon. Yes. Uh, Golden Demise, one and two black for a sorcery with Ascend. All creatures get negative two, negative two until the end of turn. If you have the city's blessing, instead only creatures your opponents control get negative two, negative two until end of turn. This reminds me of Marsh Ooh. Casualties from, no. from Zendikar. No. Did Marsh Casualties <laughs> no. do their creatures? Just their creatures. Hmm. Always do, only just did their creatures. It's either one they want to all theirs, or if you kick it, then it's neg two to all of them. Oh, that's oh, sorry, yeah, that's way, way, way better. So this is if you city's blessing, it does theirs, and yeah. otherwise it only just kills theirs. all. Yeah, oh, okay, sure. Everyone's city's blessing. So it's just, just infe- so it's practically just infest. Yes. Mm-hmm. Do we like it? I think it's twice as bad as Vampire Revenant. <laughs> I can quantify that, that was the- because Vampire Revenant has one black mana in its mana cost and this card has two black mana in its mana cost oh, yeah. so it's twice as bad hard, hard to cast <laughs> I see it's the 9th, mm. of, 9th of January rules Anthony's uh, down good, on black good sideboard card <clears throat> yeah I'm going to keep it in my sideboard <laughs> might be down on <laughs> uh, might be down on this one this one has a black mana in its cost as well it's oh, no. a dead eye brawler two a blue and a black for a 2-4 so a 4 mana 2-4 Human pirate with death touch is also going to send. <gasps> Whenever Dead Eye Brawler deals combat damage to a player, if you have the city's blessing, you get to draw a card. Ooh. Combat damage to a player. A 2 4 death touch. You haven't actually seen that all that often. Yes. This makes sense with Ascend. I think this is one, one good. This is a good Ascend enabler. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's more obvious that the cards that make tokens are Ascend enablers. But I think because of the play patterns, you actually end up having to like trade those to, to not die. Mm-hmm. And then you don't actually get towards Ascend. This card encourages the board stalls that get you towards Ascend. So I think this card is much yeah. better to an Ascend enabler than the cards that literally just put more permanence into play. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, I think so this is like a, like an Ascend like theme. Uh, no, no, not a theme enabler. Like it's an unintuitive way of looking yeah, at I th- I think stalling the game. Like, I expect this card to be much more of an enabler. Like it's a fantastic it, defensive card. I thought it would be more enabling for the other the opponent's Ascend because not, they'd be disinclined to want to attack into this 2-4 death touch because it's so tough it's difficult yeah, to get rid of. It, it, it works both ways, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, that's the perfect thing, isn't it? Like a high toughness, yes. low low damage. But if you, yeah, I was, was going to go off on a tangent there, but I think I won't because it'll get confusing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. Cool. Cool. Uh, what's, what's your pick so far? Before we yeah. get to the rare. Oh, okay. So that are you was... just going to take the water knot, the um, the blue removal spell enchantment? Uh, probably. Hmm. Well, this, what this else is... do we have? We don't have any creatures that are like really above the curve. We don't yeah. really know whether the format is super okay. super aggressive. The green card is green. Two four is okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we've got two oh, different two fours and then a removal spell. Um, don't forget that Ascend counts yeah. your your permanence, which includes your enchantments 
like what or not on yeah, your yeah. opponent's creatures because people always forget to oh, count yeah. those. Yeah, because you sort of you cast it onto their creature and it's over there. But and it's over there, but it is it. your permanent. Yeah. yeah. So what or not also going to go well in the grindy blue-ish ascend decks okay. if there's a, a, such thing as know, an it ascend deck. Counterintuitive that way. I don't know if you'll get enough cards out mm-hmm. playing the problem but um this this is weird look what card is next oh yeah so t- something to do with the weird print oh, yeah. runs it's you the, get the what, token what card these, first yeah the, the marker cards, card yeah. The, Checklist, yeah. And so is the double-faced cards probably in, i think it's a double-faced rare then right i can't remember that it, it might be like different a, for this, yeah. so we've got a vampire token on the back okay and it is we've, a double we've come across rare. after the uncommons we've got uh, oh have you seen it already it is <laughs> okay are they good some of them are uh, good. We, yeah, we've only got the one of one of them. Mm-hmm. So All right, kind of so right. whatever the hell that is, um, it's a rare. Yep, it's one mana, one green, one blue. Hadana's climb. Hadana's climb. Legendary enchantment. I was talking about this yesterday. At the beginning of combat, on your turn, put a plus one plus one counter on target creature you control. Then, if that creature has three or more plus one plus one counters on it, transform Hadana's climb. We get to flip it. And it turns into Winged Temple of Arazka, which is a legendary land. Uh, tap it, add one mana of any color to your mana pool. Uh, and then for one mana, one green, one blue, you can tap it. Target creature you control gains flying and gets plus X, plus X until end of turn, where X is its power. Now, without Anthony saying anything, this card seems very good to me in a merfolk yeah. limited deck. The, the power level seems pretty juiced. Okay, go, Anthony. I don't know. Maybe it's good if the format is very. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think this card. You need a lot of things to go right. Like, I think this card is good if you kill like two drop into it. Uh, but then your opponent <clears throat> to not play a three that trumps it. So I think this card for a start is like quite a bit worse on the draw. It's not very good if you're not attacking. So I need. So like first we have to be sure that blue green is an attacking deck. Uh, we need to know that like there's a bunch of good two drops in the deck. The, the, the black side is a good card, but I think the house lowers might be a pretty big strike against it. So, mm. is, is there enough random other plus one plus one counter synergy at like common yeah. and uncommon in the set to make sure, uh, like you know how the ordeals in Theros were just right. like if you randomly have plus one plus one counters, you could just get the effect immediately. I think there's a ton of that, but it's not, not heaps. In blue. That's mm-hmm. what makes me shy away from cards like this because I think the amount of work I've got to go yeah. through to get that just. The opportunity to do this uh, second effect on the other side. I'm looking at three mana to play it. Then I've got three rounds if this is the only guy that's doing yeah, plus, know, one, plus one counter. So I'm up to turn six. Mm-hmm. Then I want to be able to have my six, seven mana lying around. And I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to spend three of it to jump give my guy. Just one of my guys, he's going to get flying and go in there. You're probably going to win the game, but. Just because yeah. you got like an evasive. But you've got to last that long, right? Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Yeah. And you have to be. I never had that much confidence. You don't have to be attacking with it, I, I guess. I don't really get the point if you're not, though. Yeah, exactly. Well, for I'm, your, a, uh... I'm always thinking, I'm going, I'll have lost it by turn seven. <laughs> if I'm still playing at turn seven, it's gone bad I for me. I am dead, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's why you like draft these disgusting like gum-up-the-board decks yeah. where you just play a bunch of random defensive crap and then you win with some random but flyer or whatever. But then you gum-up-the-board... With this, and you know, you build around this card, and mm. you think, "Yeah, great! I'm going to go up the board. I'm going to get this card out and win it." 
and then you just play a whole uh, like pre-release where you're just gumming up the board and you never see this and card. And you never once. draw it. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you need to build your whole deck around it, right? You can't build your deck around it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but but I can imagine this gives you some sort of inevitability if you are super long stalling the board. Turn eighteen, yeah. <laughs> You're like, where's my Hadana's card? Well, how do I win? Oh my god! Okay, play it, and then three turns later, yeah. <laughs> you can flip Watch it out and what's start coming. hitting him with a two-two. Yeah, is it three and tap? Three and tap. Yeah. Oh, so you can't do it twice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you've got to let Madison. Nobody just wins the game. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so that was that's the, the what's, pack. Your, what's your pick? What's your pick? Uh, I'd probably take Waterknot, and maybe after that, Firewinder. It's, uh, I mean, I could see that changing very easily. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I am going to take Hadana's Climb to, oh, gonna, to, you're gonna go to plant it. a flag and show everyone at the table. I am drafting blue green. Hmm. Uh, Please, please pass me blue-green cards. Oh, well, you probably have a lot of Merfolk cards being passed here. Yeah, that, 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 that is reasonable, actually. So, like, any reasonably playable double-faced card, it depends on how high level your draft is. Um, I remember at one point we were just deciding that you should just slam any remotely playable double-faced card without even looking at the rest of the cards. To, to like, clearly possible. indicate what you're drafting to the people to the right yeah, and left. I don't think that's going to work at a lot of drafts yeah (laughs) and especially not on magic online where i do most of my drafts Mm. i'm going to take vampire resident revenant the Uh, three one flying yeah Yeah. purely just to uh you know extend the olive branch to nils ham after we've made so much fun of his artwork after all of his years this is literally a great texture drawing he just went there's no great text he's used blue he's used black he and a used, bit of grey. He used to use pink and grey. And actually, a lot of skill. He's, the pictures that he had were amazing because he'd always use the same palette. It was like light blue, grey, and, and pink. And pink, which is very interesting. Yeah. It was odd. Even but, like Grave Titan is very like big, but still... But look at that picture and tell me that's not a zombie whale farting out of the ocean. <laughs> I mean, I can't tell you that. I'm right, aren't I? <laughs> tell me it's, well, tell right. me it's not. Guy Anthony Lee. Anthony Lee, seal of approval. Zombie so, whale? Zombie, zombie whale... Fighting Underwater, coming up to the surface, he goes out of his blowhole. That's what comes out of his blowhole. Seems gas. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Ooh, cut on that. <laughs> yeah, so that entire pack now belongs to Chris Watson. Chris Watson. Well done, Chris. We liked your merfolk question. I'm going to pick a merfolk card out of this pack. And gonna, now I'm not going to say we liked the question. It we was more of a pity thing. laughed at the question. Um, Anthony says. If you're playing Merfolk, you deserve to at least win something. Mm. And now, Anthony, if you'd like to do the customary bending of the, the pack. Well, no, shuffle them. Hard, really. Don't forget the Here tokens. Here we go. Bend them with one hand. <laughs> oh. 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 They'll be marked. Uh, they will be marked. <laughs> don't play them in your deck without flattening them. Uh. All right. Enjoy those cards, Chris, uh, after the pro- oh, uh, as of Saturday. Yep. MTG card, Rick, 6, 7, land hand, it's a real Ricks. It's a real Ricks, all right. Yeah, alternate version of that MTG card. That was a bad penny oh, whistle solo, I'm Got to get the actual paperwork ready without flashing uh, flavour text. Okay, here we actually. go. Do you have a pen? Uh, yeah, you yeah, do. There's, there's one right in front of you. Should there be. we go. Yeah. Anthony Lee. Okay, look, I'm worried deep in, in, the, yeah. in my soul. In, in your bosom. In my bosom that yeah, Anthony Lee bosom. is... The one who will slay me at the MTG card quiz. Yeah, what we have here is MTG card quiz. It's part one of the overall show quiz. Later on, we'll do flavor text. Right. right. Total total sum of what you of you score uh, is allocates the winner. Right. Yeah. Defines the winner. Mm-hmm. So in this one though, uh, this MTG card quiz, 
Rex. Re-Prixted is what it's called. Uh, <laughs> Rivals, Rivals of Ixalan contains four cards that are reprints from Ixalan. They're pretty much identical, but two have new flavor text, right? There are also functional reprints uh, and five Tapland reprints. This is just info. This is just info. Oh, you know, oh sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, oh, as I've said here, they're stat sticks. Statistics. Stat Statistics. Right, I was waiting the whole time. Not just, not just statistics. That's the one that started oh, off all geez. of these ridiculous <laughs> talk. The term stat sticks, just mm-hmm. in case you're wondering how to monitor your scores over the next couple of months. Okay, so what I have in today is a list of 12 cards that are reprinted from an earlier set. And what we're after is when these cards were A, first printed, okay. and B, last seen. All right, sure. Okay, so sure, that's all, right. all together. 24 points available. Woo! Here we oh, go. So you actually want us to, to know the Yeah, cards. yeah. Okay, so I'm going to read out a, a card. That'll be like question one. There's 12. Oh, okay. I'll read out a card name. What I want is when they were first printed and when did we last see them. Okay? So question number one, aggressive urge. <laughs> I've not. First printed in, last seen in. Aggressive urge. Sounds pretty much like what that whale had before it <laughs> almost surfaced. <laughs> and, yeah. yeah. Aggressive urge. Yeah. Aggressive oh. urge. I'd not heard of this one at all. Oh, I'm worried <laughs> I haven't either. Yeah. Aggressive urge. The answers. I see what I've gone for is uh, I've gone for a few cards here that have gone way back in history, which I haven't been able to ask for a long God. time. Uh, uh, this one I actually don't know. Yeah. No. You put a guess down at the very least. All right. Question two. Here's a more familiar one. Divine Verdict. When was that first printed? And when did we last see it? Oh, with that name. Divine Verdict. Because it used to be called something else. And there are some dodgy uh, when did we last see it things as well. So oh, don't just think shit. don't just think the main sets. Oh. Yeah, there's some... <laughs> there's some... Uh, yeah, we've, we've heard of... Well, actually, oh, I think this, this is, is the only one with a... With a dodgy, with a dodgy reprint. There's, there's one other one that might catch you out on. When that, did we but, first see it? Yeah, cool. Okay. Oh boy, here's a big, I didn't read through this list. I thought, yep, that looks good. Cop and paste. Uh, Evolving Wilds. When was that first printed? That's, that's going to be interesting, isn't it? And when, when was the last time we see that? Mm. Uh, before Rivals. Evolving Wilds. Like before Rivals of yeah, Ixalan, yeah. or including so, Rivals. No, no. Uh, right, these are all cards that are going to be in Rivals for. Uh, Ixalan or Ricks, as we like. Oh, to so say. it's the last time we, they were seen before yes. the, the freshest. Yeah, yeah. These are all functional reprixted cards. All right. Yeah. Um, ooh. Evolving Wilds. When did we last see that? <clears throat> when did it start? Hunt for the Week is question four. Spelt W A E A K. I've often hunted for the week when um, I've been at work on my holidays. <laughs> so that doesn't matter. When like sometimes I like to do lots of sub hunts, like like a daily hunt, yeah. And then sometimes I'll just hunt for the week. Sometimes I just get to Friday and I'm like, oh, oh my god, it's all gone. <laughs> There's no way I'm finding that one again. Uh, uh, hunt for the week. Hunt for the week. Oh, oh sorry, hunt, hunt the week. Hunt, hunt, hunt the, the week. week. Yeah. yeah, sorry. First printing was. Oh my god! The phone is running out of juice. I'll juice that up whilst you're. Uh, is that getting a is, is that getting a reprint at Common in Rivals? Yeah. Oh, cool. All, all of these cards are in Rivals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, ooh, naturalize. The first time they printed naturalize? When did, when, oh, yeah, when did they do that? Uh, when did we last see it? Yeah. Actually, there's some really good ones in this. Mm. Oh, yeah. Just reading ahead. <laughs> uh, Curly Black, I think he's trying to help you on the video feed. He's saying commander sets, question mark, question mark. Oh, yeah. Don't forget about those. I don't know. Um, Although, I could have spoken to Curly earlier on and said, put commander sets in, distract them. <laughs> yeah. Say commander sets. Uh, what did we just do? Naturalize? Yeah. Yeah. All right, question six. Negate. Oh, very interesting. That's been around for... That's like... All, when, when was it first printed? All of them. When would we last see it? All of all them. Of them. <laughs> it's it's actually like quite... It's like a very elegant card, but it's actually late. Like, it wasn't like an al- one of those alpha cards. No, no. no, no um, enough, nothing... Uh, and the last time we saw it was... The... Oh, geez, I really can't say too much about any of these. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh. here's another here's another staple for question seven. Plummet. <laughs> Scribbling. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Plummet. Uh, it's a, a popular. What is that? That just takes down a, a flyer, destroy flying creatures, stuff like. And that. when was the last time we saw it? Yeah, when was the last time? And the first time, right? And the first time. First time and the last time. Same for them all. First yeah. one, just first, second verse, just like the first. All right. Recover. I haven't heard of that one. Recover. Mm. First printed, last seen. Oh, oh. man, this is tough. Toughy. Yeah. Toughy. Yep. Searching through the archives of uh, <laughs> Mutiga. Brain Mutiga. Yeah. <clears throat> Question nine. Shatter. Ooh. Yeah. It's good to see the different places that they've drawn cards from. You know, it just it makes you think as a as yeah. card design. I mean, there's obviously the favourites that they keep bringing back mm-hmm. all the time because you go, that's just exactly what we need. Mm. But then... And then sometimes they redo some some card that just has a different name. Like, they've done Water Nut when Claustrophobia is exactly, exactly the same card, but Claustrophobia makes sense on Industry, but it doesn't make sense on Thing. Yeah. That's yeah, interesting. But that's the... What do they call it? Is that the functional reprints where they reprint the card, but they change they the change name? They change the name, yeah. Functional yeah. reprints, yeah. Okay. All right. Silvergill Adept. Mm-hmm. This one's quite tricksy, I think, actually. I'll give you that for a clue. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Is that Trixie, that one? It's Trixie, yeah. Question 10. Trixie somehow. I wonder what I'm thinking. I don't know if I'll make it harder for you by giving you that clue. You know? <laughs> Sometimes they're trying to help you out with a clue. But it oh, it worse. God, yeah. All right. Question 11. Woo! Strider Hardness. Strider Hardness. Uh, didn't even know it had been around before. Yeah. It's obviously I remember I remember playing with it and it just being crap. It's all because the time. it probably wasn't strapped to a dinosaur before, right? It was something It was just feet like feet from from below, I think. Yeah. yeah. And then and then it got one other reprint in some other crappy set. Maybe it was this corset. <laughs> oh, why am I talking out loud? No. Uh, Anthony Lee standing behind you, watching what you're doing. <laughs> Always. Always. <laughs> and finally, uh, wrapping it up with a card that we all know, Traveller's Amulet. First printed, last seen. 
boy. Oh dear, don't remember that one. Traveller's Amulet. Kelly Black coming through with all the correct answers on the video feed. <laughs> really? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, he's. I was like, that's very impressive. I don't know how anyone. Yeah, it, it would seem like he's the the question. The question mark key on his keyboard seems to be heavily pressed down. <laughs> yeah, stuck. <laughs> yeah, Very stuck. stuck. All right. All right, guys. We've got a Aggressive Urge. Let's take it in turns. Aaron, you want to kick it off? Aggressive mm. Urge, first printed. Mirrodin. And last scene? Ravnica. Anthony, what have you I got? Ravnica for both. Uh, <laughs> right. Neither of you are right. Aggressive Urge was first printed in Invasion. Sure. And last seen in 10th. Okay. In 10th Ed. That was before either of us started playing. Yeah. No. So we haven't memorized no, it like crazy. What does it even do? Plus one, plus one, I don't know. I've got, I've, got a, I've got a link to it. but this oh, is a, draw, kind of oh, sure. I've got a link to it, but this is a printout. So <laughs> yeah. link's It's broken. not working. Yeah. Divine Verdict. What do you reckon, Anthony? Uh, M10. And the main set I can remember was Theros, but I think it's been some nonsense since then. <laughs> I, I think it's in a welcome deck. It's in the, one of the welcome deck sets. I M10 and one of the wel- like welcome deck. I think it's in standard now or the previous, so it'd be 2015 or 2016. In the welcome decks, anyway. <laughs> but you could be more specific. 2016 is the one before the previous, the, b- before the current one. So what are we at now? 17. 16, then. Yeah. Okay. Aaron? I said M10 and Explorers of Ixalad. Ooh, well. <laughs> I don't know if that's right. <laughs> you both got a point from Magic M10. Woo! Yeah. And Anthony came very... I'm going to give him a point. Just yeah, make it yeah, Welcome it. deck 2017. Hey, yeah. that's, that's yeah, pretty good. That's, <laughs> that's pretty that's good. That's a good call. I wouldn't have thought yeah. of that. Uh, I told, that was when I was reading this. I was going, ooh, there's some dodgy Tricky, stuff. Yeah. Yeah, tricksy stuff. All right, Evolving Wilds. Here's one for the, uh, the MTG fans. Aaron, uh, when will we first see Evolving Wilds? Uh, Dark Ascension. Yep. And, and then when, the last time we saw it, Battle for Zendikar? Or maybe mm-hmm. it's... Neither is right, right. Uh, what, have you, what have you got? Rise of the Eldrazi and Amonkhet. <gasps> Ooh, Rise of the Eldrazi is correct. And we'll last saw it in Amonkhet. Yeah, you're right. Icon- Iconic Masters. Ah, oh, boo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hunt the Week. Uh, what have we got? Aaron. Uh, oh, this is Anthony. So I, the first one I know was in one so one of the random core sets, like M, whatever. Like I, mean, I guess 13, but I just picked a random number. So what is your, the random number that you're committing I've to? I 13. Okay. And last scene? It's in Kaladesh box, so it has to be Kaladesh or Ether Revolt. What's he going to lock in? What's he going to lock in? Kaladesh. Kaladesh, yeah. I say Dragons of Takir, which I now realise is wrong, and Ether Revolt. Uh, both of the uh, oh, you're all wrong. It was it was <laughs> M14. <laughs> so very close, so close. And then again, Iconic Masters. Oh, oh. Yeah, I just yeah, didn't yeah. play very much. Did you play any Iconic no, Masters? No. Yeah. Um, okay, it's currently three one to Anthony. Oh no! Terrible. All right, uh, Naturalize. When did we first see that, Aaron? Uh, Shards of Alara, and then the most recent time we've seen it was Magic Origins. Anthony? Uh, I picked Alpha, which definitely can't be right, because I was thinking a, a different Because it card. used to be white, it used to be yeah, Disenchant. Right. Yeah. And then I think, I don't know if it, it must have been printed in some supplementary product since, but the mainline set I could think was Dragons of Takia. Dragons of Takia gets oh, a point! Oh, nice! It was Onslaught, was it its first oh, printing? Onslaught! Yeah. Oh. 
<laughs> and then in Dragons of Tarkir. I just remember the terrible shards of Alara artwork. It's like a blue guy just in the air for no reason. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And on this podcast, it's Shards of Alara. Shards of Alara. Uh, negate. When did we first see that, Anthony? Morning Tide. And last thing? Kaladesh. Uh, okay, Aaron? I said Morning Tide and Armand Cat. Morning Tide is correct. And it was last seen in Aether Revolt. Oh, damn it. Ah. I think one set off. <laughs> <laughs> one point for me. Yeah, you guys doubled your score so yes. far. Yes. Aaron, plummet. Uh, M12, and then last time in Magic Origins. This one's... Yeah, go on, I should have said... No, no, no. Can I revise? Okay, yeah. Iconic Masters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a safe bet, isn't it? <laughs> uh, Anthony, what have you got? I picked M10 and Battle for Zendikar. All right. It was Arch Enemy. Was it was first printing? No, it wasn't really. That's, that's weird. That's what the wiki says. Oh, no, yeah, I think that is right, yeah. yeah. And it was last seen in Conspiracy. Ah, <laughs> boo! Oh, no, it doesn't count, does it? Yeah. But it does. Uh, Anthony, recover. I have genuinely no idea about the first one. I picked Urza Saga, but I, yeah. it was just whatever. And 10th well, edition. 10th edition, right. Uh, Alpha and M14. Oh, you guys are miles off here. First printed in Invasion, and Ooh. it was last seen in Modern Masters 2017. What's it do again? It just gets like any... A return a creature draw card. Oh, that one. I was thinking of the one in a green, get anything from your graveyard. It's regrowth. Regrowth. Oh, uh, and they definitely didn't put that in M14. I, on, <laughs> in retrospect. Also, if regrowth was in this set, we would definitely have mentioned it. Right? Yeah. Come on. Uh, who are we up to? Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. Aaron, Aaron uh, Shatter. Uh, I'm going to say Alpha, and then last printed in Iconic Masters. Right, <laughs> I've got a, a sense of theme. <laughs> Anthony, what do you got? I'm with Mirrodin and Scars of Mirrodin. Oh, no, but Aaron gets Alpha. Yeah. That was where it oh, first wow. popped its alpha. head up. Yeah, was, I've seen like, Blackboarded Hell ugly beat up ones. Oh, yeah. That's a lot earlier than Mirrodin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it was last seen in Khans of Tarkir. All right, oh, yeah. Silver Gill. You can shout at Ugin's Nexus. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why did that ever come up for you? We had to figure out how you might use that card. Oh, uh, right. Yeah. Anthony, uh, Silver Gill Adept. Uh, this is one I said was Trixie. It was like. Uh, this is just like 50 50, right? Like, Low in the morning time, I guess. So I'm going to guess Low in. Yeah. And. The promo you could get last weekend at GG, so open house promo. <laughs> yeah, I said Morning Tide and open house promo. Uh, okay, <laughs> Silver Gill Adept is first printed in Lawin. Yeah. Oh, Anthony no. over there. Yeah, and it doesn't have a uh, last scene, so I imagine that this is the currently oh, the... Oh, so it counts as being in Rivals? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, the promo is the same, yeah. The so promo the, is from Rivals, sure. The gotcha. last time we saw it was right. Lawin as well, I guess. Oh, so it depends on how... Well, we, we gave like... the same answer, so like, it doesn't... Mm. Yeah. So no points for that? No. Oh, it doesn't matter. You can give us both points or not. No, you got Lawan. I said Morning Tide. Oh, okay. Right. Oh, yeah. You mm. can, Anthony gets Lawan. All right. Strider Harness, Aaron. Uh, I think Mirrodin Besieged, and then it got a reprint in some random other set. So, like, M14, I'll say. Okay. Uh, scars and Dark Ascension. Anthony gets it with Scars. Scars of Mirrodin. Oh. And it was last seen in Oath of the Gatewatch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody was paying attention to it. So. Yep. Um, Traveller, to finish us off now, uh, Anthony, Traveller's Amulet. Uh, Innistrad and Battle for Zendikar. Okay. I will also say, no, I had Scars of Mirrodin and then Battle for Zendikar. <laughs> you should have gone with also said. Ah! It was first printed in Innistrad and it was last seen in Hour of Devastation, which leaves us with... Oh two, yeah, it was, yeah, I forgot about that. Six, seven, eight. Yeah. 
eight for Anthony and three for Aaron. No, oh. I have four. I have four. How did you get four? I got M10 at 2A. I got... Oh, well, oh so no, no. The, the, the fourth one that I saw was me writing 10, and the one was very far to the left. So you get so three? So I have three. Yeah. <laughs> uh, which means that Aaron <laughs> no! has officially lost before we even get to flavor text. Never happened before. Oh, but, yeah. oh my God. We'll see what we can do. All right. I was off by one a that couple of times. MTG Card Ricks or something. I forgot what I called it. <laughs> Top Ricks discussion. It's Ricks for Rivals of Ixalan. Top R- Ricks. Ricks. Statistics. Statistics. Aaron, Statistics. You're going to guide us through some hot card picks? All right, are we going to do a little bit? Because like, there's, there's a lot of cards in the set, a lot of only really relevant for limited. Um, but let's talk about the constructed impact of like five, let's say five cards um, that we are interested to see how they're going to impact standard or how other people think they're going to impact standard and modern. Which or how are the main, Anthony thinks they're going to impact. Or how Anthony thinks they're going to impact. Because um, Anthony's approach to, to card evaluation is pretty hard and fast, would you say? Mm, not really. N- no? Like, like, not so it's quite fluid? Yeah, I changed my mind a lot. Mm-hmm. I think when Smuggler's Copter came out, I changed my mind about that card once every, like, one and a half hours. <laughs> just putting it in a deck, running it through a league. I just thought about whether the card was playable or not. And I changed it. Like, I think at one point I was like, oh, this card seems incredibly good. And then I was like, no, this card seems awful. Why would I ever play this? And then at 12, I was like, no, this has to be like... This is insane. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, so I, I changed mine a lot. Like, okay, yeah. um, where does Tetsumok Primal Hunger land for you on this your... This is a power... Tetsumok Primal Death, sorry. I don't think it... So even if the card is good, I don't. Oh, so let's just read through it first. The yeah, Tetsumok yeah. Primal Death is a legendary creature, Elder Dinosaur, four black black for a six six with Death Touch, Grave Titan rumblings. I'm hearing it's here. It's got a lot of black in there. I don't think Anthony's going to like that. Uh, not for li- limited. Not for limited. In, in constructed, it might be good. And it has an ability which you can reveal it from your hand. So you pay black mana, reveal Tetsumok Primal Death from your hand, put a prey counter on target creature, activate this ability only during your turn. Mm-hmm. And then when it enters the battlefield, you destroy each creature your opponent's control with a prey counter on it. So it doesn't oh. matter whether it's from this Tetsumok or a different one or, or whatever. Um, that is sick. Yeah, it's very, very interesting. Um, it, there's a... Super death touch. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. like when it comes in, it's just like... So, yeah. you, you're just like flashing it from your hand like, oh, yeah. oh, oh. And then it comes down and it blows up all their, all their crap. Um, constructed implications. What do you think about it? Obviously not going to be modern playable, but standard. Uh, I think this card is quite powerful. I don't know how much impact it has in general because even though it's... So it's very comparable to Noctis Gearhawk, and I think if it's better than that card... It probably isn't by a very large amount, so it doesn't really change what is possible. You don't think killing two targets is better than the gaining the life it's when Noxious possible. Gearhawk It's more, it's more the, the, like the, the amount of mana that you have to put into it sure. first, or that the creatures mm-hmm. have to be in play already. So, for example, if they, you can always Noxious Gearhawk a Glorybringer, but like, you may not be able to do that with Tetsumok, because they play five and attack. And like, ah, sure, so yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like, gotcha. It might be good. Like, if, if, uh, the fact that it's a dinosaur is relevant, mm-hmm. um, mm. because so of the dinosaurs. Yep. Uh, and the fact that it's much better against Bristling Hydra than Noxious Gearhawk is very relevant so I think it's probably one of those things you, because you, 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 you just do it multiple it, they, they times do it in response so, yeah, uh-huh. so the fact that the fa- and also it's a 6-6 six, six death touch so like mm-hmm. that's also good against Hydra so I think it is an upgrade of a Noxious Gearhawk I don't think it changes anything because I don't think Noxious Gearhawk looks so horrendous against the Bristling Hydra yeah right? so I, I don't know if it's enough of a difference to make it so it changes what's viable but I think this card is good and I wouldn't be surprised if it's all it's, it's not particularly good against all the other stuff in the energy deck which is like like a bunch of Thopters and, and Rogue well, no, Refiners and stuff I think it's fine there because 
you don't want to pay cards to answer their cards. So if you can get three nice. cards of value out of your your six drop, I'm probably fine too. Mm-hmm. If it just kills a hydra, I think that card's great. So, yeah, yeah, I could see this card being good. So, um, so what sort of shell do you see this going into? Well, it a has new, to be some a, kind of mid range deck, I think. Oh, okay, sure. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any? ideas what that mid-range deck would look like or is it just like not, this kind of specific yet, b- yeah. because of the way that this specifically answers energy yes in in some roundabout way you think that this will spawn a different type of mid-range yes, deck so. yes. okay sure um that's interesting um let's uh, have a look at modern and a lot of there's a lot of hype about merfolk mistbinder which is uh blue green merfolk warrior I assume. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and, and other Merfolk you control get plus one, plus one. People are heralding this as the start of Merfolk's dominance in, in modern with all the Silvergill adepts and all the new random toys they've got given to play with like Kumena's speaker and the one drop slot. And uh, I can't think of any others. What do, what, do you th- what do you think of these claims? This card does not change anything at all. <laughs> but the thing is, Merfolk is a bad deck for many reasons. And Tell us the reasons. Okay, so the deck is not as fast as other, un- as other unfair decks in modern, and it can't interact to stop those unfair decks. Um, so the deck is just always slower and never able to slow down their opponent in modern, which is, I think, unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And this card basically makes consist- Merfolk more consistent because it can more consistently put those two mana laws into play. Mm-hmm. But it just means it consistently sucks. Like, <laughs> you're not faster. So you're like really you, consistently... This card already exists, right? You just get to yeah. play more copies. Uh-huh. But it's not actually a good, card, a good enough card that having more copies is worth anything. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help Merfolk interact. Yep. Um, because, well, I mean, it just literally doesn't interact with, with anything. It's yeah. just a random creature power and toughness. It's just random power and toughness yeah. across and the board. And it doesn't really yeah. help the, 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 deck that the, the problem that the deck has where it has to play cards like Ether Vile to try to be faster. Mm-hmm. Again, because, you know, it, yeah, I, I think this card just doesn't do anything for Merfolk. Mm-hmm. Um, Merfolk has a lot of fundamental problems and doesn't answer any of them. Um, what do you think about it in standard? Do you think there's any room for a tier 1.52? I think it could yeah. be a top tier Merfolk deck. That's possible. But yeah. I think Merfolk Mistbinder won't be part of that. Oh, yeah. I okay. think it's the third best lord for Merfolk after Metallic Mimic. And I think the best Merfolk, I think if Merfolk is good, it's because of Winding Constrictor. I think Winding Constrictor is a way better Merfolk misbinder for Merfolk decks. Really? Because all of the good Merfolk cards yeah. have payoffs that involve plus one, plus one counters. So, for example, uh, Deep Root Elite or Vine Shaper Mystic all the, and Herald of Secret Streams, all of the good Merfolk cards involve plus one, plus one counters. That's very exciting. So now that I you think just Winding Constrictor is the... way better than Misbinder. Is the mana anywhere near able to do that, or do you put it in the kind of energy, like the Sultai... If, if the energy, the mana base will look closer to Sultai energy. Yep. I think you have to give out a bunch of the Merfolk cards that people are excited about. So, for example, I probably won't play Silver Galadept in this modern deck, in, in this uh, uh, standard Merfolk deck. deck. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think building around Winding Constrictor is the way to go with Merfolk. Wow, that's really. Re- and you, but you wouldn't play Metallic Mimic in there as well. I think you would. Oh, you think that's you why would? I don't want to play because Silver of Galadept, the because like, it's because like Silver Galadept does not trigger off my my. Winding Constrictor and Metallic Mimic don't count towards that, right? Mm-hmm. So I think you probably can't end up playing the Adeptus where it's costing one and a blue in a deck where you have a green and a black card. Sure, yeah, but yeah. But Metallic Mimic works very well with Constrictor, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's really interesting. That was not the answer that I was expecting. That was a very tricky one. Anthony gave us a little riddle before, which was 
there are two better lords at two mana for merfolk <laughs> other than the one that literally about, is a lord. Just think about that. What the best merfolk lord is a snake. Is a snake that costs black <laughs> green. Okay, very interesting. Some people have that as their favourite tribe. <laughs> snake, the snake tribe. Um, let's talk about one of the first cards that got spoiled officially, which is Thrashing Bruntodon. This is one green green, three, four literally creature card, yeah. dinosaur. Um, one... Uh, sacrifice Thrashing Brontodon, destroy target artifact or enchantment. Um, not modern playable, um, but yeah, so... Just, I think it might be. Really? That's yeah. very interesting. So in a similar kind of Corsair of Crifixy way... Uh, well, in just these... where you play Corsali Pride Mage, basically. Ah, oh, sure, yeah. yep. And sometimes you, I don't know, your curve might fit better with a three than a two. Mm-hmm. It's not too costly. Um, so you're more excited for this in modern than you are in for standard? No, or I think it's much both? better in standard. I'm just saying it's not. Oh, not unplayable. Uh, I think in standard, the impact is not that the card is a particularly good rate because I think a three mana three four is just like whatever in terms of stats. Mm-hmm. But it's more than. What's the name of that spider bot in Hearthstone? Spider tank. Yeah, it's good. Um, good card. I think it's more that this card lets you consolidate your sideboard slots. So you have, mm. for once, a card that is good against aggro decks like the mono black deck because it's a 3-4 which outsizes all of their creatures mm-hmm. uh, and it's also good against control because destroying enchantments has been very good against them they have cast out they have uh, Cetrus Cantor they have Drake Haven mm-hmm. they have Abandoned Sarcophagus uh, Torrential Gear Hulk so mm-hmm. I think a card that's good against both aggro and control means you can make your side you can build your sideboard in many more different ways with Thrashing Brontodon now ah sure so it's that it's flexible rather than it's like really really powerful yeah it's more that it's good against different decks yeah. it mm-hmm. seems simplistically good because yeah like, it's a you, really interesting design yeah three mana for a three four you pretty much You'd be pretty happy with that just on a vanilla test, right? Mm-hmm. But then it's got that additional thing which we're talking about, which you've, you've, you've just yeah. outlined again. Getting rid of artifacts and enchantments, you know, if you need to, instead of having to have that other, that purely pure card that's yeah. just there to remove which, that which, enchantment. To be honest, I've always hated bringing those out of the sideboard. Just things that are so situational and you need to draw mm-hmm. them and you need to be able to respond in the right time. And sometimes it's <laughs> so important to be able to do that, like yeah. um, Appetite for the Unnatural out of the board, um, like against like the decks that you yeah. really, really, really need needed kind of against. Hate, hate against. Yeah. Um, but but this, like, like you said, is, is much better and it's attacking and blocking in the meantime and then you can yeah. blow up a gear hulk when, when you need to. Yeah, so I think, I think this card just makes makes it so green decks can have bigger sideboards. Mm. Mm-hmm. And if, you, you know, if you're at the pre-release or something, you can play this and those cards that like we mentioned earlier on, you might have a, an enchantment in your deck that might not always come out. Yeah. Same for your opponent. Oh, yeah, I think in limited you can just main deck a three mana, three, four. Like, oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Good. Yeah. Fantastic. But, but this guy, you've already ready to to yeah. um, get rid of that enchantment that might just pop up every now and again. You have yeah. to sideboard out a half-decent card just to take care, just in case that comes back at you again, yeah. right? How um, high a pick is this in draft? It's uncommon. Quite yeah. high, I think. Quite high? Yeah. Just because of that flexibility? I like just it's, think it's big. I, don't, yeah. I, I think it could have like no abilities and I'd probably pick it reasonably high. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, so that is Thrashing Brontodon, which is at the uncommon slot. Another disgustingly I, powerful... I would, I would like to add, before you go on, mm-hmm. Brontodon's Thrashing? Really? I don't. Well, the know. one in Ixlan is belligerent, so like it's not. That's really... fine. You can be belligerent <laughs> and, and huge. Belligerent and thrashing. But thrashing sort of implies you kind of small, fast moving. But he's a small one. The other, the other Brontodons are huge. They're like you know a six seven and a nine nine, and this guy's okay. like three four. So it's like so it's it a little be, Brontodon. So it should be baby thrashing Brontodon. It really should be because in the artwork he's big enough to be crushing a pirate ship with his foot, which is the whole mm, yeah. thing of what he's doing. But that doesn't make any sense. Like that is not a three four to me. It's not thrashing. He's well, not three three is an elephant. 
I'm sorry, he was an elephant. Exactly. Like, this guy had stump on an elephant. He's literally stumping on a pirate ship. Well, unless it's a really tiny pirate it's a, ship. It's not a very well constructed <laughs> pirate ship. It's, they, they outsourced it to China. Like, it's, it's terrible. <laughs> dwarf What's pirates. What's the, chi- the yeah. China of Ixalad? Yeah. It's, um, said, it's dwarf pirates. We're going to have yeah. the tribal thing in... Uh, dwarf pirates. Yeah, yeah. Domineer. It's going to be sweet. <laughs> yeah. uh, sorry, I interrupted. No, no that's okay. Um, let's talk a little bit about lurking. Uh, sorry, not lurking. Yeah, sorry. Let's, talk about let's not talk about the explore payoff lurking ship chupacabra let's talk about the second chupacabra ever which does not have the creature type chupacabra it has the creature type beast horror this is two black black for a two two beast horror when it enters the battlefield destroy target creature and opponent controls so what's it called ravenous chupacabra ravenous chupacabra right what like from a design perspective this is perplexing (laughs) perplexing I, I, i think it's the first time i've used that word on the pod is, do I say it a lot? Do I say no, it? Never, no, never, 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 never. First time. Um, I am perplexed that they made this at Uncommon. It just seems so against what they do in modern magic, which is like really make you uh, strive oh. for your for your two for ones. But then, but then actually, the cards that we've been when playing a lot of in standard are just these dirty built in two for ones that are accidental. Like maybe they didn't expect that Hydra, Rogue Refiner, Bristling. Um, uh, well, of virtuoso, we're going to be so good, but this is just so. Burr, you do this, oh, you play it, you kill a big thing. Yeah, you can kill anything for, for, for almost nothing, and you get like half a card out of. Is this yeah. specifically a lot worse because if everyone is playing value creatures, then this doesn't get that much value? Mm-hmm. Like you're not blowing up their chupacabra with your chupacabra. Yeah, right? that's not really good. Mm-hmm. So, like, if all the cards are good, like Rogue Final Well of virtuoso, then this card's not that impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can blow but, up their biggest thing. Maybe the two-two then has value in itself because they're just being able to jump block something. But then, if you're blowing up the biggest thing, you're at a stage in the game where a two-two is not that good. Yeah. yeah. So what I don't like about this design is that it's really bad against those energy decks. But it means that you can't play something exciting like Azor, the Lawbringer. So I've I've, I've heard this argument, and I think in general I prefer it the way that Wizards has done it because it Mm -hmm. makes the outcomes much lower variance. So if you play Azor, basically it's like they either kill it. So, so let's assume that all the cards are balanced to a specific power level, sure. right? Based on risk and reward. So if you have a card like Azor, which is very high risk, high reward, so if it gets killed, that's like terrible because, you know, your six mana investment has gone nowhere and gotten mm-hmm. you nothing. Yeah. Then they have to make a correspondingly high reward when it doesn't get killed, mm-hmm. which means it's a lot swinger. They answer it or they lose. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the value creatures, it makes it so... that Because they have a built-in amount of value, they don't have to be as good mm-hmm. in play. So like... I, I, think I guess I do yeah. actually prefer yeah. that kind so of I mid-range think so you, magic. You, yeah, yeah you, you end up with a much lower variance magic, much less like crazy swings, which you know some players will prefer much swinger games of magic and other games. That's why people like modern, right? Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. It's why some people, for some reason, like modern. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I think those players would prefer cards like Azor and less value creatures, but I think people who would prefer magic to be... Uh, a more calculated game would probably prefer more more value creatures like yeah. Finer and Ravenous mm-hmm. Chupacabra. Yeah, like if one of my favorite formats to play ever is like Battle Box. Yeah, is, and which I think is, that kind of thing is like perfect for this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and and that's that's why I really like this card. But then it also kind of constricts um, deck building in some way, and that you feel like you can't play things like uh, I don't know Ripped Your Raptor because like this exists like right. you, you feel like they do need to be- so they need to make some kind of balance between the value creatures and the non-value creatures yeah. but I think if they're going to tilt it one way it should be towards the value creatures yeah I, I agree yeah. I think it's better magic like to, to play and it makes me feel like 
um, like you're, you're participating in every game of Magic you play in, as opposed to I'm playing some deck, they kill all my shit, and then they play Azor, and I literally have no I, answers I, I, I for it. I think that's why Standard now is so decision-intensive. Because mm-hmm. there's so many value creatures that are good, yeah. More than there have been like you have nine energy and you've got a whirl of virtuoso and some yeah, other thing, and you have combinations. Yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. exactly. Um, so, so like you're you're just happy with this card because you think it's just another one of those value creatures on top of the yeah. pile of value creatures we yes. already have. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't even know if the card is good. Like it might be, but mm. I like the fact that it's unclear. It's what what are, what are targets we want to be hitting with it? Uh, Ripped your raptor. I guess Which, so. No one's really playing that card. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you, do you think that it's going to be main deckable in, say, like a Whining Constrictor mid-range deck? You think there's going to be three copies of Chupacabra in there? Uh, no, but... This is, I, think, I think the explanation for this is too difficult to get into sure. now. Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. if someone really wants it, they can ask me another time. But <laughs> okay. this, this is very technical, I think. Maybe beyond the scope of the podcast. Okay. Um, so, so we have... So we have um, <laughs> no offense, yeah. So we have the Scarab God, which can return it to play over and over again. Do you think that's a more like obvious like route for it in like Scarab God-y mid-range decks where you well, can just get some... there is a card that's like a 2-3 instead of a 2-2 two, two, and kills a creature when it comes into play and basically draws a card as well. And you think that's just going to be better than this in pretty much every no, every but fashion? specifically with the Scarab God. I think. Oh, specifically yeah, yeah. with Scarab God. Yeah. Um, he's talking about Hostage Taker, which Uh-oh. does the yeah, same yeah. thing except it exiles a creature and then you can cast it as well. Yeah. Um, and now let's talk about a brand new deck in Standard, which may or may not shape up uh, to be as, as our final kind of um, spotlight. Um, Journey to Eternity. Now, this is, this is very interesting. It's, again, very high-risk, high-reward. It's one black green, legendary enchantment. Enchant a creature you control. When the enchanted creature dies, return it to the battlefield um, uh, under your control. And the enchantment transformed. And then, with the, and then return the enchantment transformed. And then the transformed side is Atzal Cave of Eternity. And it taps for one mana of any color. It's a legendary land. And you can pay three black green to return a creature card from your graveyard to the battlefield. So there's, there's a lot going on here, which is like you want to put it on one of your own creatures that's going to die and it's going to come back. So hopefully with some enters a battlefield effect. Yeah. And then you can revive anything from your graveyard at instant speed for five mana and just bring it back to the battlefield immediately. And like this is unique. There's, there's not really any cards apart from Liliana, Death's Majesty, which really just care about the graveyard so I like, this sort of, I like this sort of play style. I love graveyard. Yeah. Mecking around with your graveyard. It's great. interesting, but the front half is such a liability. If, if, is, is this where you're kind of landing on this as well? Do you think that there I can be a whole... I think this card is going to be very different to cards like Liliana. So I see a lot of people play this kind of thing about what they can reanimate with it. So, for example, the white elder dinosaur or, or Razaketh or whatever, like <laughs> sure. giant thing you can reanimate. But I think that's probably worse than the existing things you have like Liliana. So I think this card is specifically better in the opposite direction. So instead of trying to reanimate something big, I think you want to reanimate value creatures repeatedly. Mm-hmm. So I think this card is good with cards like the Chupacabra, although I didn't actually put the Chupacabra in the deck that I had with this card. But oh, you sure. know, okay. um, I think is this just you sticking this on a Rogue Refiner and then chump blocking that? Well, I think thing? I, want, I, I want I want to flip this card, and I think um, in general the best way to try to be the energy decks uh, is to find ways that attack from different angles that they're not used to so you basically have to play a deck that attacks from a new angle that doesn't lose in the gate that's all you need to do to be energy mm-hmm. it's not actually very hard to do that yeah. and i think playing a ton of valley creatures and journey to eternity to go over the top is a pretty good way to do that oh, okay that's and interesting there are a bunch of good enablers for journey to eternity mm-hmm. um 
I think uh, so one that was explored early on was Bane with Punisher which is like a decent card oh. but I think the best enabler for this card is probably Walking Ballista you just play it on turn 2 and then like if they, do, if they don't like immediately kill it or they tap any mana you just put this and you can flip your Ballista you won't get your Ballista back but mm-hmm. you have a very good landing play and all of your creatures keep coming back because it's practically a ramp spell so you didn't really lose the card yeah, per se card. like this is yeah. actually worth a card on the other side mm-hmm. so I think <clears throat> looking at cards like this that encourage you to, like because you're supposed to play a lot of creatures with this card negate is not good against mm-hmm. the depths that it goes in yep. so all you have to do is find a way that, to go bigger than energy and not lose to negate and I think that's those are the directions that people should be looking at mm-hmm. if they don't want to play any of the existing decks in standard sure so like yeah. Ballista kind of goes w- uh, very well with Snake as well well I don't want to play Snake with this card so I think I have to find other ways to make Ballista good Oh, okay, sure. So, like, uh, so Snake, so, like, you, you can't really be putting it in an energy thing then, so no, it's like... this doesn't like, work in energy. That doesn't mm. make sense to me. Um, so, <clears throat> what other kind of valley creatures do you think would go in that kind of shell, unless this is giving too much of your standard strategy away? I don't know. Maybe there's a valley creature that's a good walking ballista. That is as good as walking ballista? No, that goes with it. That goes with walking yeah, if ballista. If you could find a good valley creature that goes well with walking ballista, then maybe you'd find something. Ripjaw Raptor. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I don't know. That, that, that was oh, the one I was yeah, thinking yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I, yeah. I saw the new idea face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what about the, the new four drop dinosaur that when it gets dealt damage, it deals five damage to an opponent's yeah, creature? That's, that's, that's the wrong direction entirely. Uh, can you just tell us? No, I feel it's really obvious. I, I feel the viewers will get it. Uh, I, have, I have a lot of faith in them. Oh, okay, sure. There's, like, you you know, know, there's at least it. nine of them, and there's one of you. So, yeah. <laughs> there's History. at least nine of us. Oh. History flashback, they're referencing that uh, the front half of Journey to Attorney plays a lot like the Umbras from Rise, uh, Rise of the Eldrazi uh, in the, oh, the yeah. Totem Armor. Oh, Totem thing, Armor, yeah. yeah. So, you know, yeah. It sort of like peels off and saves the creature. Yeah. Yeah, but this, this one just sort of flips and turns into yeah. something else. Yeah, and it br- brings the... Yeah, I'm way more, I'm the way more interested in the backside than the front side of this card. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, if you bring back something with, with uh, an enter-battlefield effect, Sure. But I getting, mean, it yeah, getting it killed is the hard bit. Is the hard bit, yeah. yeah. Banewit Punish is interesting, which is like yeah. two and a black, put a neg one, neg one counter on yeah. something, and, and then a you... black sack, uh, kill something with a neg one, neg one counter. Oh, yeah, pretty sweet. Also a good card to keep recurring with this. Yes. Shrinking all the things. All right, cool. I, I, I think we've covered some, some pretty interesting stuff. There's some uh, premier uh, uncommons, uh, rares, and uh, we didn't talk about any of the mythics because they're all pretty... Ugh. Uh, okay. Let's let's talk a little bit about Huatli Radiant Champion. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I think that's about all there is to say about Huatli Radiant oh, no, Champion. I've, I have something to add. She is holding a seven land hand. Is she? Is she? Yeah. Is she holding a fan? No. No. It, uh, a fanned out seven, seven land, land hand. hand. Yeah, so I, I, yeah. I think. I don't know. This card is. I think Wizards' answer to the Tibalt meme, where people keep saying Tibalt is really bad. Because I think Tibalt is a lot better. I think this is oh, they wanted to the a card third worst Planeswalker that has ever been printed, <laughs> including all of the ones in Planeswalker decks. I Who cannot believe they would make a card this bad. We've got Angrath the Flame Chained, which sounds oh, fucking that, hard. Just, yeah, that, yeah. That, guy, that guy's pretty <sighs> metal. Yeah. Is he all right? Uh, I'm not sure. That one, no. that one's trickier. I think that, it that one's hard. That's too a, narrow. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. I could believe that card's good. Uh, I think it's a little less likely than it is that it's not but you know, it's, mm-hmm. you know it just reminds me of um, I wouldn't be that surprised Ob- Obnixilis um, unsh- Obnixilis reignited yeah. a lot which is just kind of except the minus three is a lot worse <laughs> uh, 
Like, well, like, it, could, it could potentially yeah. be better. I, I think this card is more clearly skewed aggressively. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. So it's like an aggressive Obnixilus. Yeah, I think if there's like a Black Red Aggro deck that's like really weak to rats, then like maybe they could play this. What mm. card... Uh, so we're Team Seven Land handing it at the pre-release for the two-headed giant. What card are you excited to, you know, hopefully draw in our, in our pool? In two-headed giant? Yeah. Angrath, the flame chained. Oh, really? Each opponent loses two life and discards a card. It's like dealing double damage <sighs> to I, him. I think Playboy is really bad in two-headed giant. Uh, like, this because, one? Oh, yeah, it can get double because they get, Because they have two... Uh, two people attack. attack it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, Itali Primal Storm. Okay, that one's probably ridiculous. Which right? is four <laughs> red red when it attacks, exile the top card of each player's library that you can cast any number of these cards for free. So you just oh. get four cards, you just go... There's, <laughs> <laughs> like, literally under it, like, another card that's probably, like, way easier to open and probably more of these, like, a forerunner of the... Of the Empire? So can you, no, the forerunner of, forerunner, forerunner of the Coalition. So forerunner of the Coalition is two and a black for a 2-2. Two, two. When it enters the battlefield, you can put a pirate from your deck on top of your library. And then when a pirate enters the battlefield, each opponent loses one life. So like, it's, it's kind of like, it's, yeah. If, if you get it's pretty life, innocuous you looking there. Because you play this, you get another one. You play that. <laughs> So we're going to open um, eight, eight rivals of Ixalan packs and four Ixalan packs. If we get two of these or That's three, yeah. put them all in the same deck, you just chain them, and then it's every time you play a pirate, each opponent loses three life. Nice. That's yeah, good, right? go. like, I think that's probably... I mean, I, I didn't think plan. about this question about two-headed giant. I just looked at the Itali. Yeah. Right under it was, <laughs> was this it? card. I was like, isn't that way better? Yeah. yeah so. I don't know if it's way better because Itali Primal Storm Probably looks by incredible. Yeah, that that is nice. Raymond Swanland's oh. best. What color is that? Uh, red. Uh, rare. It's the Spinosaurus that's coming out of the mist. I, I, I could see that card seeing play. Oh. As well, yeah. What's it called? Really? Yeah. It doesn't have any abilities. Oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> it's got what ability? Yeah. That is a pretty sick And it has picture. large. Are you saying that's a good card or a bad card? Uh, it's highly good. Yeah, oh, good. Because you yeah. usually get Raymond Swollen to do a sick picture and you go, whoa, look at this card. It's amazing. And it's got yeah. no he did, um, did he do Angrath as yeah, well? He, he did, did look do at all the spikes on here. He <clears throat> yeah, he loves, he loves he some spikes. Are there, is there, are there any colors or color combinations previously sucking which Rivals has leveled up a, a good chunk? Uh, I'm talking about drafting, talking about draft. Yeah, or talking about, you know, for like for the pre-release, hopefully. People are listening to this going to the pre-release. They're thinking, what are the hot color combos that I want to be looking at? You know, we usually look at gold cards as a bit of a guide right. to what we're trying to do. There are a lot of juicy cards. two ones with um, with flying and, and other abilities, and then also a lot of more juicy enraged triggers on this, yeah. which might mean that dual shot is like slightly more important. Slightly more important. So I, gonna... I don't know if the enrage payoffs are going to be uh, as, as, mm. as like, because they were, they were pretty anemic in, in Ixalan, but in this, it actually looks like you can get some kind of value out of it. So you um, think as a defensive mindset, you should be thinking, oh, we need a way to take down flyers in this. Is it going to be flyer heavy? Uh, it, it looks like there's lots of like commons and uncommons, which are just X ones with, with flying. And yeah. if you can ping one of them and get a, a good enrage trigger, but like, but it's hard to see how yeah, much just based, of that just is. guessing on just guessing based on the first reading of the spoiler, I would recommend that you attack more than you block. Yeah, not to the extent of Amonkhet, where I block like three times across the entire pre-release. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but uh, and I would suggest not playing black cards. Yeah, well, those, those are my two tips. Yeah, yeah. Um, like you, you say, don't play black cards, but yeah. like it has two pretty good, um, uncommon, pretty, pretty fantastic uncommon removal spells. But what's it's what's you, the trooper cover and what's the other one? Uh, the Reaver ambush exile creature with power three or less. Good. Um, I, it's not like it's not. I don't think like it's fine, but like, I don't think it's really removal because 
You need to remove all the kill big things, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, and it's, it's like weird, vanquish. It's, it's weird basically that it's uncommon. Vanquish it's a vanquish again. So yeah. I think that card, I've never counted that card as removal. Oh, really? Because it doesn't kill things that like actually lose you the game in sealed. Oh, in sealed, sure. Right. Yeah, yeah. So I think in, this in draft should, you'd actually need it in to draft, kill you probably some still stuff. Lose, yeah. I think it's, I still did not count it as removal. In mm-hmm. size and surely, yet. and surely vampires are going to get you drawn into playing some black cards, aren't you? Aren't they? Uh, I think they're probably not very good in general. Like, I think they're worse oh, than really? the other tribes. Yeah. Oh right. I, I think most of the good was... vampires are white. It's oh, okay. Yeah. Oh sure. Yeah. yeah. And the problem with like when the good cards are like double black, then my mana to the mana to cast them involves me playing lots of like the other black cards. I don't want to put five bad cards in my deck so I can have one great card. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so. And is that that's what's happening with? I te- feel like Tetsumok. if you rage the swamps, that's what's happening. No, Would I mean you... Tetsumok is in, uh, that card is ridiculous enough that I will play black. Okay. But you know this is a very special case. And and it's six. It's six mana to cast, yeah, so, so you can yeah, strand together yeah, two, two Stuff black. like triple coverage is like, or impale, which is the, maybe the best black common. That mm. being double black by turn four, I think that's asking me to play it's too many black mm-hmm. cards. Yeah, I don't want to do that. Because I've just had a quick browse through the black common creatures, and they're all pretty crappy. Yeah, they're yeah. terrible. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. It's bad for me. I'm excited just, for a new limited format. Yeah, Are you excited for not, new Yeah, Ixlan was not... The best. Yeah, I play, I, I play black just on principle. It's just like, that's, well, that's, that's where right. I'm at. That's where yeah. I'm at. We'll give you the mono black deck and two headed giant. There yeah, we yeah. go. Yeah. yeah. yeah all those pirates that chain together. And yeah. all the good cards I just give them to you so you can take the glory by playing sure, yeah. a good deck. How does he get the glory if you lose because one of you doesn't have any good cards? <laughs> <in there>? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just means that, you know, I just sit back and watch Aaron play. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, shall I play so, this shit card? No, no. Sit back. That's black. Keep it in your hand. Shut up. All right. Uh, all right. Anything else to say about Ricks while we're at it? Um, worst card in the set. Oh, there's always so many choices, though. Isn't each, there? I know. And to me, there's, the, the choice is very, very clear. Gruesome fate: two <laughs> and a black. Each opponent loses one life for each creature you control. Wait, are we talking for limited or just, just in general? In general. Well, I'll give you a hint. <laughs> Never straight out. It has the first ability is not an ability, and the second ability is also basically not an ability. Kamena. What? No, it's Twatley. Oh, it's Twatley. Oh, yeah. sorry. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> oh, maybe you should save that for hot garbage. Right. Oh, yeah. What about mm. cute garbage? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that was uh, that was Top Rick's discussion. Uh, we'll just oh, we'll come back now and uh, crown Anthony champion of uh, the quiz today. <laughs> only three, I think there's only three points left. And oh, what the wow. first one was out of twenty-four, and uh, I can't, I yeah. can't even come back. This is like back. the last round of a tournament where you're like XO and you can ID or not ID, and it doesn't really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can just walk out now. You can <laughs> you can flip the table, yeah. walk away, and you've won. Yeah. Oh, let's well, let's see how it pans out on the other side of this. Okay. <laughs> Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. Flavor text. What did you score? How many flavor texts did you get in? It was like nine. I have no idea. <laughs> no, you did well. All right. Uh, there's a theme. I'm going to tell you the theme. It's Rix's mythic flavor. There we go. I'm going to lose. Right. I've already lost. So, You've already lost. Yeah. So no, doesn't we're just matter. talking about flavor text on Mythic Race. Is he on so Rix's Mythic what, Flavor. I don't want to you know, give it. I can't tell you Say any more it. than that. You know, it's just what it is. All right. Question number one. Flavor text. Rix's Mythic Flavor. Her centuries-long search is ended. Okay, that one was too easy. Come on. Her centuries-long search is ended. It's too easy, Aaron. Come on. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> A, a centuries her oh her yeah. centuries long search is ended oh centuries centuries I thought you were saying century like a like someone who stands guard so what what was the first you, you heard something else for her as well her cent her centuries her centuries long her, search has her ended. centuries long 
search is ended. She's been looking for hundreds of years. Search for... Goodness only knows what She's creature been looking type. for a playable merfolk deck. <laughs> yeah, merfolk that live for hundreds and hundreds of years. Oh, um... And she's a mythic. Cool. Uh, oh. Lived for centuries. Oh, my God. And she's been searching. I don't know. If it's over now, so, you know, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, that was question one. Um, I would advise you not to struggle. Whatly. Whatly. I didn't know Planeswalkers had flavor text. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> she, was, she, was, she was talking. She was talking about someone. Planeswalkers not have flavor text. Right, you know they always chip in. You know they, you know when they get given a crap planeswalker card. They go, I'm going to go talk all over these other cards. Yeah, uh, hey, it's it's me. Make yeah. me relevant. I'm relevant. I swear. Hugh Atley, I would advise you not to struggle. That was question number two. Rix's mythic flavor. I disagree with that. I think struggle is a great card. Struggle is good. Yeah. Uh, number three and the final one for today. An innumerable pack is concealed in a single reflection. Quick writing, everyone. Got that one. Oh, I don't bang. know any of the others. Oh, that's a shame. All right. So we'll head straight back up the top in Rix's Mythic Flavor. Obviously, Mythic rare cards that actually have flavor text. Not all of them did in Rivals Rix Land. So the first one, uh, her centuries-long search is ended. Uh, it was, took centuries long just to clarify what words were in that uh, flavor text. Did you get an answer for that, Aaron? I, I don't know her name yet. It's the Dusk Rose. Yeah, Elenda the, Elenda the Dusk yeah, Rose. Yeah, I think that might be the only female mythic. I think it's three. Eight. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's four, nine. Question two. I would advise you not to struggle. Whatly. Anthony, who do you have for that? Trapdoor Tyrant. Trapdoor tra- 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 Tyrant. He's playing, he's playing <laughs> smart flavor text, copying off someone who's in the lead. That is correct. Oh, I don't deserve the points. Trap draw tyrant. Uh, it's, it's not honourable. <laughs> Makes it 5-10. It's not honourable. It doesn't matter because you lose I'm, I'm super lost. Okay, sure. It doesn't oh. make it all right to cheat. I suppose what we could say is at this stage, Anthony's doubled your score. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's good. But it just means there has to be a rematch at some stage. All right. And the third question goes back to you, Aaron. An innumerable pack is concealed in a single reflection. Polyraptor. Yeah, Polyraptor. Polyraptor. Ah, oh, made it nice and easy. Good. Everyone got score there. Uh, Does Polyraptor cost seven? Eight. Eight, 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 for, eight a for a 5-5 five, five that Enrage doubles it. Yeah. Eight Lame. for a 5-5 five, five Enrage when Polyraptor is dealt damage, create a token that's a copy of that's Polyraptor. That's so much mana. I thought it was seven. I was like, oh, I might. It is no, seven. I think seven. Oh, eight. The card is actually pretty eight. good. Yeah. I think I just, you, you can combo with Forerunner of the Empire. So you like search for it, then you put it into play, it triggers. And then you immediately you make, copy, make... And then the copy triggers... You see? Oh, and you make infinite... Oh, it's no, you infinite. just do five. You, you get a lot. Yeah, you get a it's, lot. It's yeah, eight. Yeah. It's yeah. a cool, cool picture, that. That's a pretty good deal, though. That's a pretty good Mark deal. Mark Bam. Mark Bam. Artist. Right. That was Flavor Text. Cool card. Hot garbage. All right, it's hot garbage. Aaron Graham. Uh, Iconic Masters is the biggest bust of all time, and it's made people disenfranchised with... With magic in general, and it's going to make everyone hate Rivals for Excellent. I blame, I blame Iconic Masters and it's garbage. Oh, that's dark. Aaron Graham's hot garbage. Anthony Lee, hot garbage. Wait, so this was meant, was this hot garbage in magic in general or specific? It was specifically in Rivals for Excellent. Aaron's just gone off on a a dark tangent. Oh, okay, because he really hates it that much. In that case, I'm going to pick Merfolk Misbinder. Which you could extend to modern in general, but I'm going to pick Merfolk Misbinder. Anthony Lee, hot garbage. Ricks and Twix. Twix and Ruse. Ricks. 
what's the difference between this segment yeah. and a chewy caramel biscuit bar? Twix. And, uh, and a... Rivals Frixland segment. Ricks. And a cunning plan. Twos. Ruse. Ricks and Twos. The Ricks and Twos. Yeah. yeah. Ricks go. and Twix and Twos. <laughs> Tasty snacks while you're playing Rivals Frixland. Have you got any actual news other than snacks? And yeah, there's a PPGQ happening here at Cannington. It's sealed, sealed to celebrate the new Not Crap limited format, hopefully. What yeah. do you think? Do you think it's going to be good? Do you think there's... I, I never make judgments. Oh, just, on whether no. it's going to be good or yeah. fun. Okay, sure. It's good. It's totally non-judgmental. That's good. That's what we, we like people to come on here and make brash statements that we yeah. can later laugh, laugh about. Yeah. But Anthony's But totally... Anthony's admitted, uh, <laughs> I'll never make brash statements about anything. And also, mm. I change my mind about stuff all the time. So it's just like, in his mind, it's just constantly it's turning over. Yeah. Will it be good? I'm not sure. Yeah. Yes. Like, maybe yes. next no. week, I'll yes. be like, no. you have the first pick yeah, of the black card you see. This, <laughs> yeah. this is the greatest limited set ever. I hate limited. This is, it stinks <laughs> this right is, now. This is horrible. I want to play modern. I hate modern. No, actually, modern's all right. What about legacy? No, I've, no that, that, on that I've been consistent. <laughs> yeah. I've always hated modern. You have played a lot of it, though. Mm. Yeah, you know. So, do we, do we say the date? The, the it's the 27th, uh, Saturday the 27th of yeah. January. It's Rivals of Ixalan Sealed. So and you still got top a eight buzz draft. on from the Australia Day. Yeah, uh, and long weekend. And the, the, the set comes out on Magic Online on, like, uh, I think Tuesday morning for us after the pre release, which is pretty fantastic. Okay. We'll have, okay. like, two uh, solid weeks of drafting online before we even get to the PPT. You can draft in the store, right? That is true. Please, please do that. Please do that. Yep. I don't want to have to sell my packs to people again. You're selling packs? Uh, no, I'm, like, giving them back money that. I was, Wizards, I, I was joking. Oh, oh selling, Penny Arcade. I'm selling Do you own packs. Penny Arcade. Whew. Yeah, so, so yeah, pre-release coming up this weekend. I hope if, maybe if you're driving in right now, you've hopefully learned something about the the set that's coming out. Mm. I was seeing if it was still Keep time for back. them to call the store, but uh, and and sign up, but yeah, that already happened. Yeah, because they'll already be on the way in. Oh, yeah. maybe it'll be, it'll, be, it'll be before the weekend, so you'll be able to get in on yeah. Saturday and oh, Sunday. Great. Yep. And if you're listening to this anywhere in Australia, good game stores everywhere. Running Rick's Pricks yeah. releases. Rick's Pricks releases. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds dirty, doesn't it? It's yeah. end of the show. It gets dirty. <laughs> Why did we not say anything about Grand Prix? Grand Prix. I don't know. I just thought about I know, it. No, I thought of that, but I thought it's too <laughs> easy. Ah, too okay. easy. It's too, too easy. easy. <laughs> Dude, that's a line. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't think there was a line. Come on. <laughs> we've, we've had many segments. Adrix. That was Ad, Adrix. Lyrics and the questions. Buster Rickster. MTG Card Ricks. Top Ricks discussion. Flavor Ricks. Hot Garricks. We missed out on Aaron Graham promo Rickshans. <laughs> and now we're listening to Ricks and Twos. Yeah, maybe. maybe What's the next? Dumb, dumb and area. It's just going to be all dumb oh, jokes. I'll just wear leather. Just stuff, leather. <laughs> leather. It's all about what we'll wear. <laughs> hey, I'd like to shout out to uh, a few people that tuned in and asked questions on the video feed tonight. Uh, Curly Black. Chris. Oh, I wrote these in my hand. Petresca. Yeah. Petresca. Matt Cato. Cato. The loathsome Cato. Oh, I miss Kato. You miss Kato. Kato. Right? I miss Kato. Kato, mm-hmm. oh. I'm undecided upon. <laughs> I, I was going to say, if you missed Matt Kato, then maybe you weren't aiming very well. Yeah. <laughs> easy target? Huh? Is yeah. he an easy target? Yeah. He likes to throw chair. <laughs> yeah, he's a very violent fellow. <laughs> Danny Pink. And, oh, that's uh, what I put. Tristan Jarvis. Chris J. Chris Jones. Chris, how do you say your last name? Jurgensen? Oh, Jurgensen. Jurgensen. Jorgensen. 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 Jorgens
Um, yeah, that's it. Everyone, anybody who we've mentioned tonight uh, on on the video feed or on this, if you just send us uh, an email to podcast at sevenlandhand.com, uh, we can send you out a badge. We'll give you a, we've, we've got we've got a hot garbage and advertising tool. Uh, I think the rest of them are out of stock. Oh, mm. Anthony, probably get a super rare one here tonight because you're <gasps> on the show. Oh, my goodness. I think we've got two or three lying around the place. Um, win photosynthesis by leaving a comment on the post for episode 110. It's currently pinned to the top of Seven Land Hand Facebook page, and you get 10% off of it at any good game store anywhere uh, by saying, Let there be light as you walk in and buy your game. It's a beautiful game, too. It's lovely. Yeah. Ah, have, you, have you had a game? I, I had, I ran half a demo game with some people in store. Yeah, it looks so it's, it's fun. It's, it's really, really good fun. Yeah. Uh, next month, I'm not too keen on this game. Jamie's picked this game yeah. to win Spiel des Jahres and he says it's better than photosynthesis arguments will happen because um, I don't believe someone whose opinion I really really respect more than mine yeah um, <laughs> in addition to yours yeah counter okay. counterpoint yeah um, he came into store today and I was like what have you been playing he's like I've pretty much only been playing Azul because really? it's really different to anything else I've played and I was like ooh I want to get it now sounds like it blew your mind <laughs> Azure? Is that an Azure joke? Azul. I've been going with Azul, which still isn't a Ghostbusters game, no matter how hard I try. Ah. The unboxing, I had all this area here beautifully um, thematically decorated with Ghostbusters themes. Imagine my disappointment when I opened it up and found it was a tile lane game. Yeah. No Ghostbusters, (laughs) no... Electro, you know, neutron pack. Oh backpacks. boy, Tarlane game. I mean, probably probably beats out the quilt and the farm game. Yeah, it's, uh, they're it's, both Tarlane games. Oh, <laughs> it's in it's in Aaron's ballpark of games. Actually, no, I think I it's think it right does up some, my alley. Yeah, yeah. Right? no, yeah. I think it has some really cool ways of playing, and it is another game. We're going back to back with games that go super deep on the strategy because cool. photosynthesis looks simple and plays simple, mm-hmm. but it goes way deep. I still don't know how to play that game properly. Cool. And Azul, same deal. It's cool all those Azul. Games, yeah, like there's. Been months where we play a game, and after two plays, we're like, "I've got this one in the back. I know how this mm. one works. I don't know how Azul works. I don't know how Photosynthesis works." Oh, okay. Great game. Azul looks sweet. Yeah, yeah. So get Photosynthesis now. Get Azul next month. Uh, oh, and we're back in a fortnight with our review of that. Mm. I think it's just me and Matt. Jamie's at a con <laughs> somewhere. It's probably he's usually at a con. He's yeah. talking with Alex Abray from Level Up Dice. He is. Maybe he's going to. Oh, maybe Jamie will get his hair done and his nails done. <laughs> I'd love to see that. <laughs> maybe we we'll get one of them utility kilts. Oh, a Rick's kilt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a, a Rick. Um, thanks very much, Anthony, yeah, for coming on the show you. today. It's thanks been uh, it's been good. Um, we I really like having a. Uh, you say you aren't hard and fast, but I like the way that you present your your information. He um, he was hard and fast. We went out last weekend. And- Oh, what I goodness what I me. Oh. I was involved. I just stood back <laughs> Crude and sexual jokes. No, and thank you to no. Dr. David, as always, for being the host extraordinaire Thanks, and Aaron. for the Coronas. Don't get that. Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks to you, Michael Kirikakakis. And as well as Fiona, Madison, Madison with Whittle just joined hey, the Maddie. video stream. I'm going to turn it off now. About two hours late. All right. What? That was it. Good night.